Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast. There will be spoilers and swearing. All right, welcome back, one and all, to the Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast. I'm your host, Lance. And with me, I have my guests, Kate and Matt. Or did I get that backwards, guys? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I am here to help uh, celebrate Stupid Cunt September. Yeah. And uh, glad to be the invited. Sequel. <laughs> Happy to be on the show. How many of these are you guys going to do? Oh, just these two. <laughs> September oh, okay. is, uh, it's like, yeah, it's only a finite month. So. Flying by. So here, come, here comes Halloween season. You guys have any plans? We do. We do. But we'll, we'll, we'll go into all of that at the end. So um, in terms okay. of what generally, did you mean? Well, I, uh, I know around here we've got haunted houses everywhere. And of course, uh, we're in the land of no masks because I live in Texas. So. I took the grandkids to Six Flags last weekend, and they're all decorated for Halloween. Amazing. Yeah, and they've got all the, the haunts to walk through and things like that. We have a lot of that uh, here in the States, but I understand you guys pretty much have, what, the London Dungeon, which I've been in when I visited, but not yeah. too much more, right? No, I mean... <laughs> It's difficult at the moment because of like all the COVID restrictions and things. Um, we're like it's only just opened up, but people are still being very cautious, like just off their own back. Um, but um, generally, it's we'll get like it depends where you are, like cities and stuff where I live. Like there's usually something like there's like um, been things like zombie hunts in like the town center, like after the shops close and stuff, like. You can go out and there'll be like actors dressed up as zombies and you've got to kind of like, I don't know, I've not done one myself, but like it's apparently you get given a mission or something um, or whatever. And like, but I think people just generally do like maybe a bit of trick or treating or they'll just go over people's houses and watch horror movies and have parties. It seems to be. However, however, now that's what I thought. Uh, myself and my daughter watched uh, Houses uh, October Build. Oh, yeah. Sorry, great yeah? movie. Um, now, because of that, I went and thought, oh, there's got to be some scare places in the UK. So I looked online and I found um, a page called Big Families, Little Adventures. And it's basically a list of loads and loads of different scare things going on in the UK. Really? So, yeah. Like, just uh, literally all over the country, you know, shooting zombies uh what's this one dr fright's halloween nights world tour um, Good Lord. <laughs> pleasure beach fairground F frights uh farmageddon uh farm of terror there's literally loads 
Farmageddon. Yeah. yeah. So the UK has <laughs> finally pulled the finger out and is actually <laughs> going to be start doing some stuff like like uh, like you guys are doing out in the states, and I can't Yay. wait. Oh, that sounds so much fun. I'm going to have to look into that then because my friend and I, we she's got a couple of kids just a little bit older than Ava, my daughter. And like usually they come over and like we try and do something for them. So like, I mean, maybe we won't go to like, you know, zombie hunts or anything, but like that's that's definitely a cool website to check out and uh, see if there's something coming up around our way. That'd be yeah. good. Yeah, bigfamilylittleadventures.co.uk. There you go. Yeah. Well, we can put that up on the... Yeah, we can do. Actually, so, our UK listeners. And right. Good so, plug, yep. Uh, so, have, you, have you guys visited the States? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, I went when I was um, just turned 11. Uh, and I went to Austin, Texas, which I believe is where you are. That's right. Just about yeah. where I am, yeah. I could throw uh, a stone and hit it. Yeah, um, and I loved it. We actually went a, a few places around Texas. We went for a wedding in Houston, and then we went to Austin, and then we went to San Antonio, and then we came back to Austin just purely because we loved it so much. Um, All right. And then, yeah, but we went up to the like the Mexican border, and um, my mum taught me how to spit fruit seeds, like, you know, you have cherry pits. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> My mum's real classy. Not chewing tobacco. <laughs> Not chewing tobacco. No, I was eleven, so my mum wouldn't let me. But um, we, we did cherry pits, and I just remember all of my memories from then involve food somehow. Like, oh, okay, man, you'll be able to tell me. Is the alligator restaurant still still going? Oh, we have alligators all over the place. No, but here. I'm in the yeah, I'm in the southeast part of Texas, and then we go into Louisiana quite a bit. We go to New Orleans at least once a year. So it's we've done a few of the alligator farm uh, visits, but you're talking about a specific restaurant? Yeah, it's specifically called Alligator Restaurant, and it's it's in Austin, and it has an alligator, like, strung up on the wall. Which oh, is, God. And But it does, like, proper, like, southern cuisine. So, like, I mean, it just had, okay. like, I've never had gumbo like it since. We're talking 22 years on, and I've never had gumbo quite like it. Mm -hmm. I, just, I still remember. And we went to that massive Whole Foods, and for us in England... Especially like, you know, at the end of the 90s, we um, had like nothing, no supermarkets were like the whole food you have there. And everything was, ta I mean, obviously I was 11, so everything was cooler than it probably was. But like, there was just so much of everything and everything was massive and everything was so tall. And I just remember it being like the most astonishing thing I'd ever seen when it came to supermarkets. And, um, and yeah, and just like stuff like, I remember reading all of the Goosebumps that hadn't come out in the UK yet. And they were like the American kind of release and like in this bookstop shop in, in Austin. And there was this cafe and I remember getting like a hot chocolate and a cookie and then like just getting the Goosebumps books off the, off the shelf and just like sitting in one of the random chairs. There was like a dentist chair and there was like <laughs> like an armchair and shit. And just like pulling <laughs> up in there with like my goosebumps, and no one batted an eye. No one was like, Are "You going to pay for that, little girl?" or anything like that. Like <laughs> they were like, <laughs> "That's my accent for you." And then like you know, I was reading goosebumps, eating cookies for like three hours yeah. while I went off and read I don't know Beowulf or something. Nice. So yeah, it was like all of my all of my memories involved food somehow when I went there. But that's the only time I've ever been to America. Okay. How about you, uh, Matt? Me? Well, I, I lived there, didn't I? Did you? Oh, wait. Yeah. We had this conversation, haven't we? Yeah. 
I lived in Boston uh, from 76 to 84. That's right. Oh, okay. Mm. Wow. I think yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, I was only I was two at the time when we moved there. Oh. So, so basically, yeah, two until I was about nine. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I loved it out there. It was um, great fun. I found, you know, everybody was very... Uh, very friendly, and where we lived in Boston was a real hodgepodge of different nationalities. Um, quite yeah. a few, few Brits, Irish, uh, yeah, Pakistani, yeah. Italians. It was a you know, it was a real melting pot. Uh, but it was great. Loved it out there. And again, I also loved the food. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever take the train up into uh, Salem for the Halloween? celebration no we didn't unfortunately okay. yeah no the rest of my family aren't really uh into horror movies like i am um oh a pity it is but, but we did go to cape cod so we did kind of yeah we were in that kind of area right it, it is that same area isn't it salem yeah it's all close by right but uh yeah we lo- love love living out there beautiful place Oh, that sounds amazing. And Lance, you've you've been over to the UK a few times now, haven't you? Uh, yeah, well, we went once. We were supposed to go last Christmas. That obviously didn't work out too well. Mm. Um, but yeah, the time we went, we took the, we took the grand tour because we started out in London and uh, stayed there for, uh, I don't know, maybe three nights and did public transport there, which is really good, easy to get around. And really? Rented a, rented a car. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We took a tr- the the train to Edinburgh. Okay. And uh, oh, they've got a great bar there called Frankenstein's. I don't know if you've heard of it, but they've got a giant Frankenstein monster in no, front. In Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, and it's a yep, and it's a horror themed bar. And it's right next to the to the big graveyard. Oh, that's the famous oh, people are buried. Oh, I didn't know about this. <laughs> big graveyard. Yeah. I've been there when I was again when I was about 15. Like I've been to Edinburgh since, but I remember that big yeah. graveyard. Because we went on like the midnight tour, and I had a really like genuinely terrifying experience there. And then like <laughs> I, I wasn't old enough to go to the pub, so like my, like I was with my mum and dad and stuff, and and they're not massive drinkers anyway. So like uh, we didn't go there, but I like I don't think it'd have been really my mum and dad's sort of thing if it was like a horror movie themed pub. But ah, oh, I cannot believe I've not heard about this before now. Like ah. we should go. Defo. Yeah. Last time I checked, it was still closed uh, due to COVID, but perhaps it'll open again pretty soon. You should check it out. We, yeah. We got so a lot tighter on their restrictions than England with good yeah, it's different. Um, Quite different. But, um, but yeah, when they're like, we'll keep it, we'll keep an eye on that, Matt, and we should definitely go scope it out. We'll get, we'll get, yeah. we'll, we'll get everyone like on uh, Scott and Liam and, and Teapots and that involved as well. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, Lance, are you, are you thinking of trying to get back over again? Do you think? Well, uh, we'll come back eventually. The, we uh, now from Edinburgh, we re- we did rent a car, and we drove over into the mountains of Wales, and uh, that was where the real adventure began. Because I noticed all the all the streets are uh, literally one lane, and I don't mean one lane each way. Yeah. So <laughs> lots of sheep, <laughs> lots yeah. of mountains, and lots, lots of sheep. sheep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you would have to pull the car over every time somebody would, would come to pass. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like in the valleys and stuff, I think, eh? Like, you don't have that so much in exactly. cities in Wales, but like in the countryside, for sure, it's very much like, like it, as you've described. Oh, amazing. Well, hopefully, like if you can come back over, you'll have to, you'll have to say hi and come over and 
we can help with them and stuff. <laughs> well, we had planned on that, hadn't we, Matt? We had, we had. He was gonna, uh, we we're gonna meet up, uh, and I was gonna find a place to to rent and live, and then we were gonna go out and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, sorry. Am I t am I the one tagging along then? <laughs> Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure something out. Now, I didn't know you at the time. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, um, just before we get into it, just want to say um, if our audio is a little bit out, it's just because we're having to. We had some technical difficulties, and so we're not recording in the normal way. Um, but uh, yeah, this is. It might be a little bit shaky. So um, yeah, sorry, sorry if that's the case, listeners. But yeah, bear with us. Um, should be fine. Um, cool, Matt. Or Lance, or both. Which who's uh, Lance? You're our guest. What are you drinking tonight, if anything? Uh, water. <laughs> I'm water. A, I'm, on a, I'm on a very uh, restricted diet that I try to do about once a quarter, uh, mainly to get away from the alcohol, so that I don't drink, uh, you know, seven <laughs> or eight, seven or eight or nine or ten pints of beer every night. But uh, yep, it's just water for three more weeks and uh, no carbohydrates, no uh, dairy of any kind so it's pretty restrictive but uh oh. i did i did have an edible last night which i didn't think would be a good idea <laughs> to have here in the show because i'm not used to that <laughs> oh my gosh how did that go it did the job <laughs> I slept for about 11 hours <laughs> love it all right cool well, i'm i mean i'm not on any edibles matt are you on edibles tonight uh, no, I'm on uh, water as well. Yeah. <laughs> so again, so, exciting. so again, I'm the only one drinking alcohol. Honestly, I've got to stop recording with fucking alcoholics who can handle their fucking load. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well. both. Um, <laughs> well, I, in uh, you know, in honour of our um, esteemed guest tonight. I'm on. So I basically I tried to do something like last episode. If people recall, I, I got a Scottish gin. Uh, this time I have got a an American whiskey, and my whiskey knowledge is shit. So I went with Jack Daniels. Because there you go. Nice. I knew, and I knew you were from the south, and I thought, fuck it, that'll be fine. So obviously everyone knows Jack Daniels, but I quite like the the uh, the blurb on the back anyway. So I'm going to read it anyhow. Um, I'm not going to do the accent because I, it's awful. <clears throat> um, not the accent, but my doing of the accent is awful. I actually quite like the Southern accent. Um, so charcoal mellowed drop by drop, mellowed drop by drop through 10 feet of sugar maple charcoal, then matured in handcrafted barrels of our own making. And our Tennessee whiskey doesn't follow a calendar. It's only ready when our taste say it is. We judge it by the <laughs> By its aroma, yeah, I've seen the advert, and of course, by the way it tastes. It's how Jack Daniel himself did it over a century ago, and how we still do it today. So there you nice. go. Nice. Okay. How are you not, like, just drawn into that? Like, if I was doing a genuine, like, Southern Bale accent, that would mm -hmm. be... That'd be lovely. You, you'd be straight on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. You drink or, it straight. Not a fucking chance. I've got to be up <laughs> in hours the nursery. Um, I've got Coke, so I'm going to have a can. You going to hear it? Go on then. Okay. For this, for this level of sexy. Oh, oh wow. That was such a good one. That one, I wish you guys could have seen that. That did a proper, like, spray. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. 
<laughs> and it started. And um, it sprayed all over my face. There we go. So, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I've, I've just got a gel, which I'll say in a minute. Um, but I have just had like a full on shift and I've been up since like five in the morning and then I've driven home for like an hour. And then <laughs> so I'm a little bit loopy. So it doesn't even take much alcohol for me to be all with the jokes. And, yeah. When, when yeah. did you start? Sorry. When did you start? I started um, on the 15th officially. I had my induction. So I'll say where I'm working. I'm not I'm not going to say the actual name of the company because I've got to make sure that because I basically am representation and this is a public forum, so I can't anything yes. I say that might like fuck up their reputation. But it's uh it's a cinema. So this ties in very well with my interests, as you can imagine. Um and yeah. it basically means that I can get loads of free cinema. So like this week. Um, I have seen two movies, one of which I'm going to include in the next segment coming up. And then the other one I'm not going to. So <clears throat> uh, the one that I'm not going to is Candyman. Okay. So I watched that. It was it was very good. Um, but I'm not going to include it because I think a lot of a lot of stuff has been said about it. Like it's been out for a little bit. So I want to do something a little bit more contemporary. And then something that was just like a random watch yesterday. Um, but yeah, so I've seen already a couple of films and stuff and you get like discounts and things off like the food and drink, including alcohol. No way. Awesome. Yeah. 40%. Mm. God, that's good. So uh, do you, do they give you a, a, an allotted amount of time that you can go to the actual go and sit and watch? No, no, you no? get, no, like obviously if you're due to work, maybe don't, don't do it <laughs> when you're supposed to be working but no you get two you get two cinema passes every day and so you can either you can either use it for yourself and go see two films or you can take a friend and go see one film gosh that's oh, good. that's that's generous yeah yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, like really good and you get 40 percent off like all your concessions and alcohol and stuff and then like you also wow. get to like restaurants and things too so it's just like shablang brilliant <laughs> yeah good stuff so yeah, yeah. So i've had three shifts so far it's all very exciting i'm not quite learned how to pop the popcorn yet i'm not allowed to learn that one yet um, but but I had a conversation the other day, like, how cool is this? You have a job where basically someone asked me, hey, so, like, how's Malignant? And I was like, well. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> the poor, poor guy's like, uh, do I need to take a seat for this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, let me tell you. No, actually, it was fine because I hadn't, I hadn't seen it um, when he asked me. So um, I... Uh, giving a slight clue as to what my my bio run it been it might be, um, so um, I was I was basically just very brief. I was like, look, I haven't seen it from what I heard. It's very good. It's James Wan. He did this. He did that. It's supposed to be quite gory, um, but like very kind of cool as well. So you know, and I was like, so I guess like it's but it's supposed to be more like in line with Saw and things than his other films. And they're like, oh okay. And then they went and saw it. And then I saw them because the film finished at the same time as my shift ended. And I saw them in the car park afterwards. And it honestly took all of my refrain to not run over them and ask how it was. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I managed to not, I didn't do that, but um, hopefully they enjoyed it. If not, I do feel a bit responsible. <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, but how cool is that? I have a job where I can do that? It is like, brilliant. Connected. Like they want you to do that. It's not just something that they're like, Kate, stop it. People don't need, no, shh. Yeah, it's perfect for you, isn't it really? So that's yeah. very exciting. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, cool. So shall we get on to our... Uh, buy it, rent it, Bennett? Yes, the do that one. Indeed. Lance. Nice. Yes. Lance, you're our guest, so you can go first. Do you guys get Shudder over there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we so get, you do get Shudder. Shudder. Okay. So I saw a, uh, a lower budget film that has some good points and some bad points. Um, the acting in it was, I, I thought, really good, particularly on the part of the, uh, the I guess, the antagonist. Okay. Um, the filming, you could tell it was incredibly small budget. There were, I think, only four people in the entire movie. Um, wow. But have you guys had a, have you had a chance to see uh, Superhost? Yes. No, I haven't. <laughs> yes, I. I watching. I'm. I'm afraid for the last like two months, so I haven't seen anything much of anything at the moment. I I saw it four days ago. What do you think? I quite enjoyed it actually. Yeah, I did too. The yeah. wife hated it. <laughs> I I could I could see why people don't like it. Yeah, but well, I think. That actress, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought she was brilliant. Um, it reminded me very much of the film Creep. Oh yeah, Ooh, that has, that's yeah, my interest. Sure. I love that film. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I think you'll enjoy it, Kate. It's um, I guess if we're saying buy it, rent it, or bin it. I would rent it, but of course, if you have Shutter already, you don't have to rent it. Uh, yeah. already paying for it so uh i don't think i would buy it it's not one of those that's going to be an annual watch or anything but uh yeah it's a good watch it's a it, it was a fun movie yeah I'd, i would agree with you i think it's 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 worthy of a watch for sure um you know i think you'd get something out of it but whether you'd want to watch it again and again uh, maybe you'd watch it another time but yeah not on repeat watches i think yeah, you get bored agreed. of it yeah yeah matt what's your first choice uh my first choice well it's the houses october built <laughs> oh there you go Wing. there you go yeah uh, me and my daughter watched this last night um we yeah she wanted to get scared and she wanted to get into the halloween mood um now i'd already seen this before um, a couple of years ago, but I thought, you know what? I'll, yeah, I quite fancied going to, to rewatch that again. Um, so yeah, it's this kind of it's found footage style movie from 2014, uh, which basically follows uh, a group of five um, uh, people who are just basically going around um, scare houses uh, in the states, and they're basically just going around in an RV. Uh, checking out all these different places, uh, but then they cock up by upsetting They go to the wrong haunt. <laughs> they go to the wrong haunt and uh, upset a few people, um, and then they stick their noses in uh, too deep, and it all goes a bit wrong. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> 
But yeah, no, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I again, as I say, second watch, and uh, yeah, really good fun. Um, I really like the characters. I like how they interact and stuff. I thought it was very natural, and they're all um, these are the, the only films that they've done. Is, is this it. one and, and 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 the second one? Yeah, it's all all they're all mates. I think. Apparently, the mm-hmm. second um, one is like it. It, it, it follows. It follows straight on or something. It's yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen it, Kate? I haven't seen it. I like. Okay, so I remember really liking the end of the first one, and a, and I've heard that the second one undoes it a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah, and I think this is what kind of put me off because I was like, no, I liked it. It was bleak as fuck. Right, and I right. Yeah. Bleak as fuck. Then you had that that miracle save or whatever, right? So yeah. they could do another movie. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's a bit of a cheap shot. But if you tell me that the second one, all right, yeah, it goes back a bit on the first, but otherwise it's a really excellent watch, then maybe I'll check it out. Is that, are you saying this? Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, it, it's the second one is is worth a watch as well. Uh, it doesn't do it a little bit, um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 worth, it's worth watching. I think the second one was more of a, more of a mockumentary, really. <laughs> they kind of did a thing of what they did with How House LLC too. Sorry, what was that? They kind of did a, a How House LLC part two. Yeah, kind of. Because I always think that House October built and How House LLC just make a really good kind of like pairing. Like yes, yeah, they do. They do very similar present uh, pre- premises, but like they're different enough that you don't feel like you're watching the same movie. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good chance. Yeah. but uh yeah so I, I i would say buy it um i mean i i really like i i yeah i really like the whole concept i love the whole scare scares haunts concept um and i'm i'm down with that so for me it's a buy it but yeah nice yeah, yeah and those, buy it. those cool. are the kind of films where you want to support the the people who put them together because you know they did it totally out of love i know uh, especially in the second one, they went to a lot of real events around yes. the country. Yes, yeah, like that's the, right. the zombie run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. That's it. I knew it was something. Yeah, it's like a zombie run in in Bristol. That's what we've got. That's I knew it was fucking something. Um, anyway, but yeah. Um, okay, I'll, maybe we'll tell you. I might check that out as part of my thirty-one. Then I'm trying to stick with new releases on my thirty-one of October. But there's a couple of ones that I want to sort of throw in there that I've. Um, so maybe I'll I'll make one of those that one being that it's like a halloween movie so little extra one yeah a little greasy bonus <laughs> defo cool Good stuff what about you kate well i alluded it to it earlier uh but my first one is malignant Ooh. ah okay yeah i saw it on thursday morning before my shift it's fucking That's... so good Oh, like just the fact that I get to go to the cinema for my shift because my kids are at full-time nursery um, cool. and reaping the benefit of my free time um yeah like so I didn't really know what to expect because I'd heard like James Wan but I always I feel like James Wan is so now syn- synonymous with movies like The Conjuring and Insidious um, but the fact that it was like re- it was sort of related more apparently to like Saw yeah, uh, I feel like those two sets of movies are very, very different. So I was kind of like, huh, okay, like what's James Wan going to do going back? And I'd heard that there were like jello aspects and things. And <clears throat> it was kind of one of those films where I was like, I was enjoying the journey, but I could kind of see 
where it was going and a lot of the criticism that I've seen in terms of it being like quite cheesy and the dialogue is a bit like well, cheesy and a bit heavy-handed but like I would argue that that is all on purpose like that okay. is doing that because he's he's doing it in the style of older movies not like just Jallo either but just like b-budget movies and like over the top like almost not maybe not like Hammer and Universal, not that, but you know, they used to get in like, especially like the 70s um, and the 80s, used to get those like over the top kind of acting, very dramatic sort of um, like films. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah oh sure. my God, look at him, no! And like all of that. It's kind of in those veins. And I think if you kind of go in sort of expecting it to be a very sort of straight laced film, then it's going to come across a bit like a bit rubbish. But if you kind of go in understanding that, everything here is very much on purpose and it's like a love letter to the genres that he grew up with and and he really respects then like you kind of you can enjoy it a lot more because it's the stuff that as a horror fan you probably love as well yeah. um and like with regards to the jello like there is a lot going on there like a lot of people will say oh it's just the lights and it's just some use of bright colors and stuff but i would argue that actually there's plenty in there if you're looking for it um and then but then I was saying, like, it was kind of like, okay, I can kind of see where this is going. And this is kind of, like, kind of obvious. This is a bit, like, because James Wan is normally a lot smarter than this. And he doesn't assume that his <laughs> is stupid. He assumes that his audience is on the same page. And I'm like, this is kind of, this is kind of tropey. And then all of a sudden, the third fucking act happens. And dear God. <laughs> like, yes. oh, my God. I'm not saying a thing, but just fuck my life did I not expect that. Wow. Um, okay. It's fucking awesome. Oh. That third act, Matt, you will fucking love it. Lance, you will fucking love it. I, I can't see many genuine, like proper, like horror fans, like real horror fans. And I don't, and not to sound snobby, but I don't mean like people who are like, oh god, let's have a quick scare and go watch like you know whatever hot movie it is at Halloween and like you know that kind of thing but people who genuinely have a love for like proper old school good horror this movie is for you you know <clears throat> ringing yeah. endorsement yeah and um i came out of it like what the fuck did i just watch i know i was grinning like for the last half an hour <laughs> but what the fuck did i just come out and i kind of took a bit and i literally it's it's only just kind of i've only just stopped thinking about it um it Gosh. just really kind of like dug its nails in me and um yeah, I would just I would say everyone try and go see it at the cinema if you can. It's it's worth it for that. And um I would say like give it a chance. Yeah. You know, like okay. with it because the rewards are, are very much there and um yeah, it's it's a it's a buy it from me like I Wow. It's Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's not going to be for everyone. It won't be for everyone and I understand the critiques. I do understand the critiques. But for me, it just it hit everything right, and it was it did what it was what James Wan wanted it to do, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Lance, have you seen it? Uh oh yeah yeah I I definitely checked it out. I I didn't go to the theater for this one. I I saw it on HBO Max. Oh okay. Uh, Has it got you guys, out here? So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I'm the one of the three of us or the four of us with Nez included that actually. Buys everything. Buys everything, yeah. So spend about three three hundred dollars a month on subscription services and like our movie uh cinema, as you would call it, uh here 
has a uh, a twenty dollar a month club where you can see up to three movies a week and you get discounts on food. No discounts on alcohol, goddammit. Oh. Um, but you know every, everything else you do. So yeah, I, I loved it. I, I thought the cinematography was amazing. Oh, Very well shot. Score as well, right? The score's fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good to it. Um, are you guys by any chance going to do a, a best and worst of show at the end of the year? Yes. Okay, sounds like this will be on one of Kate's lists. Yeah, it's definitely worth a discussion. Matt, I really want you to watch it. Don't worry, I will do. I will do. It's on, okay. it's on my list. I want to. I want to talk. I just want to talk to you about it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, because I called up because um, I knew that uh, Jamie J. Salmon. So first off, she's a huge James Wong fan. Um, and, and also I was, I was pretty sure that she had seen it and I, I sent her, oh God. So basically I, <laughs> I went on, so I was on my own, I went on my own, right. And, um, I actually went to a different cinema than the one that I work because they weren't open yet. Um, ah. it's cool. They know about it. It's all good. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. Not, not going to get in trouble then. No, I got a hall pass. It's all good. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, the, the guy was like showing me to the cinema. It was a, it was an AM viewing. It's in the morning, you know, so it's really dead. And he was like, "Oh yeah, so it's just down the end, and it's the last, uh, and it's like the last, goes, and then it's on your left. It's last the, one last left. screen on the left." And I said, "Oh, so like last screen on the left?" And he was like, "What?" Oh, and then you, and I'm like, "Yeah, but all right. I mean, I guess all right. I just didn't make get it." He got it eventually. Like he was like, "Oh no, I get you, I get you." And I'm like, "Yeah, you get it." And it was, okay. but it had passed or whatever. So I sent uh, Jamie this voice note to sort of like, "Hey, like you'll appreciate this joke, right? Like I'm funny, right?" And like, <laughs> and, um, and and I was like, "Yeah, I'm on my way to see Malignant." And she's like, "Oh, like you know, in the way that she says, ooh, um, <laughs> uh, you know, let me know what you think." And so I, I came out and I was just basically like, me and her were just having these voice notes back and forth for about forty minutes um 45 minutes or something of just like oh and this bit and then this and then this was cool and Mary <laughs> 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 J Salmons I love you um and um yeah she she's a big fan of this as well so if, if anyone like so like hey I, I generally like the films that Kate likes and I generally generally kind of like the films that Jamie J Salmons likes then I would I would say go check this one out but yeah did nice. you, you like it though Lance like without do you yeah, know what I did I oh, yeah, I don't think it'll quite make the top ten for me, but it'll uh, it it should be an honorable mention at this stage. Although I've got a lot of movies to catch up on, so most of my thirty-one days are going to be new. Also, yeah, same. I mean, I'm not saying anything about whether it's going to be like in my top ten or whatever. Like, I there is so many films out this year that I've yet to catch up on, like you. So, but yeah, I would say uh, it deserves an honorable mention because it's, as well, this is what I was saying to. I think I was saying to Jamie or, or someone um, that like the fact, the mere fact that you can see a movie like this in the, in the theater, in the cinema, and it's not just like in a dinky little kind of like, you know, indie theater, it's like a wide mm -hmm. global release. Like the, it starts off relatively like, okay, we've seen this, but as I said, that third act just completely yes. turns it on its head. And th that wouldn't happen. I don't care if it's got James Wan attached to it. There's, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. He's a bit of a cash cow and, and he's quite a household name when it comes to horror. You know, he's, everyone kind of knows who he is. But even if he <laughs> had his name attached to it, this film doesn't happen like five, ten years ago. Would you agree? Yeah, I could I could see that. The the end was surprising. You're right. It was pretty much a straightforward horror movie until that happened. 
Yeah. But I don't want to say too much about it. I don't no, want to slip no. up and say something. No, no, no. <laughs> but I just, I just, it just, I was watching, I'm like, this just, this is in the, th- this is in the cinema on a widespread, hugely promoted yeah. release. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's playing right. all over the place here. And it's on HBO Max. So, big that- audience. Definitely. And I just feel like, you know, as I say, like five, ten years ago, that wouldn't happen. It's just a testament, I feel, to like how horror is being accepted and how people aren't afraid anymore to go with things that are a little bit more like out there, you know, and I just it just sure. so much happiness to see. And um, yeah, yeah. So I think if nothing else, I think that it deserves an honorable mention for that, if nothing else at the end of the year. This is what they're saying in the summer series, how basically a24 managed to bring like the witch and stuff to the you know the big screen yes yeah, the, the lighthouse for fuck's sake because i know duncan used that as a really strong example and i'd agree and and what we're going to discuss mm-hmm. later on in this show midsummer yeah you know i saw that at the cinema like again that do- that doesn't happen five ten years ago so it's it's really incredible to see how everything's sort of progressing good times good times <laughs> for horror horror fans yeah. Lance, what's your second choice? Oh, second choice. How how big of fans are you guys of Nicolas Cage? Oh, big fans here. Yes. We're all, yeah, okay. we're big fans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes he's hit or miss. He's done a, a few this year. Like Pig was completely different from yeah. it, what anyone thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's pretty versatile, but uh, I'm I'm a big fan of this new uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Oh, uh, I saw that. Yeah, at Matt had to had to go home for his train, but I saw that at Fright Fest. Continue. Yeah, it's it's like an Eastern Western. It's a it's a samurai Western. So <laughs> yes. I I kind of perceived it as a kind of a love letter to American cinema by a Japanese director. Um, so you had all the all the tropes in there, you know, like uh, Mad Max. You know, there was a lot of post apocalyptic stuff in there. It was reminiscent of, yeah. you know. Several other, it was definitely reminiscent of American Westerns, <laughs> big time, right down to the cowboy hats and the boots and stuff like that. But uh, it was interesting the way that they had the samurai costumes as well. And they had the, uh, you know, the Japanese kept women <laughs> and all the different, uh, you know, Eastern concepts. So I thought it was a good mishmash. But um, mm. yeah, it did a really good job. Nicolas Cage, normally I would say he totally stole the show. And as usual, he did. Um, but uh, there were actually several other good actors in here as well. Uh, Bill Mosley uh, was actually in it. He had a really great part in it. Uh, he was sort of like the town governor. And uh, that guy's aged pretty well. He's got the gray hair, but he still looks hale and hearty. And um, when he gets it, when, when Bill Mosley gets into a role, he gets, in, he gets into a role. <laughs> yeah, he really he whole hogs it. Yeah, it was a good total cast. And... Um, like I say, a, a, a nice uh, mixing of the East and the West. So uh, I would definitely say it's a buy it. Uh, if you haven't already, I would I would get a copy of this uh, for permanent watch. Oh, could could be an annual thing. Um, I loved it a lot more. <clears throat> like his newer stuff, I liked uh, Mom and Dad quite a bit. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I've yep. got it. I've got it on my shelf and I've yet to watch it. Yep, uh, that was a good one. Like I said, Pig was a completely different movie than I expected, but um, he's done some really good stuff lately. Now, Mandy, the first time that I watched it, I was a little, a bit lost. Um, mm. But the but the second time, we were on a mushroom tr- mushroom trip when we watched <laughs> oh, it. So uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, 
caught a lot of uh, sublime things that I missed the first time. Um, and Why, that's another one where... Watch it. Maybe it, it was just there because you were on shrooms. Like maybe it's not even... <laughs> I don't know. It's certainly possible. But um, And that's another one where it seems like Nicolas Cage, he, he seems to be... A, I could be totally wrong about this, but it seems like he's a very humble person. Um, yeah. Because he never... As much as he hams it up and chews up the scenery times 10 whenever he's on screen, he always makes sure that I think other people in his film get good roles as well. He's a he generous to, actor, isn't he? I think yeah. is the term. He's a, he's a generous actor. Seems to be. Certainly seems yeah. to be. Everybody wants to work with him. Um, I've read many, many uh, directors say that they love working with him or that he was the best, best actor they've ever worked with. So that says a great deal. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think as well because he, because he doesn't hold back. Like he's not he will just you you tell him what to do and he'll do it and he'll give you extra to boot i, I that's the impression i get but like yeah. he's a real team player too so mm. it's that real kind of like perfect blend of like you know i'll do what you want but hey also i'm going to contribute but hey also this also is everyone's film this isn't just about this isn't just the nick cage show although let's be honest that's why we all go see it because <laughs> show <laughs> sure <laughs> but like yeah and i think as well over the last i don't know decade or so he's calmed down like in in himself so like in yeah, i can of, see that you yeah. know i think probably age and and whatever but like he just he seems like to be a lot of a calmer person but he kind of channels that energy into his films like he challenged he, he channels that that hyper kind of rage cage kind of you know um like perception that we all have of him i, I, I don't think that's so much him in real life anymore because at one point it certainly was like you see that michael palin fucking interview do you know what i mean like, uh, he was absolutely <laughs> totally wired on, 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 coke. Coke. on something yeah, <laughs> yeah, coke, seen that one. <laughs> Jesus. but i don't yeah. think that's him anymore and i think but i think that energy that is still a part of him i think that's what he channels into his films and it's just it's so effective well, I'm sure he's very relieved to finally not have the IRS breathing down his neck all the time oh, and taking yeah. properties from him and whatnot, you know? But yeah. It makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, and I think it does seem to be that he's choosing films that are actually right for him now and it, ones that he wants to do now as opposed to just one. Absolutely. So, yeah, good for him. I've yeah. got a lot, of, a lot of love for Nick Cage. Definitely. Oh, nice. So that was a, a buy-it for Prisoners of a Ghostland. Oh, a definite buy-it. Nice, nice. Good choice. Good choice. As well. Matt, what's your second pick? My second pick is a film I watched this morning called The Green Knight. You may have heard of it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I expected so much. Well, never mind. <laughs> this is your part. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's right. You go ahead, Lance. Well, <laughs> go yeah, go for it, Lance. No, you go ahead. I, I just expected a lot more out of it. That's all. I, I know what you were expecting. <laughs> I know what you're expecting, and I would totally agree with you. Um, it's on Prime in the UK. I don't know if it is in the States yet. Sure. I don't think so. I, I, I went to the, I went to the, uh, I mean, I'm going to go with British terminology here. I went to the cinema for it. I'm not going to say I went to the theater. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, obviously, Kate wants to watch this, so uh, and other people is it's obviously just just out over here. So I'm not going to say too much. Um, other than it's beautifully shot, 
amazing score um, and cinematography and everything. Uh, I liked the story and I liked the acting and everything about it. However, I was wanting a bit more in the kind of horror camp. Um, and I did get a little bit bored. Yes. Oh, I, was, no. I, was, I was hoping for more horror, but I was also hoping for more of like a Terry Gilliam vibe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it overall, but I, I, I found my score, you know, as we, as we do, we, we kind of score things as we go along. Well, certainly I do. And I'm going, uh, well, this is an eight. And then you're like, well, actually, this is dropping, you know. <laughs> that happens. Oh, shame. I'm still, I, to be honest, there's nothing here that you've said that's put me off, honestly. No, 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 exactly. I, 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 I would still, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in between buy and rent it, if I'm totally honest. Because um, I, did, I did enjoy it. But, yeah, it just wasn't quite hitting my sweet spots is it was it just it wasn't what you're expecting and you're expecting it to be more horror-esque than it yes is. yes i was i was yeah mm. um because I'd, I'd heard literally nothing um i mean i saw the trailer and i thought oh my god this looks awesome mm. and and obviously because it's not out in the uk until a couple of days ago on prime because they pulled it pulled it from the cinemas um literally a week before this it was supposed to go out for whatever reason, probably Prime uh, buying the rights, I guess. Um, so, I mean, we were all expecting to watch this uh, back in July. Um, I think it was July or August, but anyway, so it got pulled. So none of us in the UK had seen it until this came up a couple of days ago. So I didn't know anything about it, really, only from what I saw in the trailer. But, um, yeah, there we go. That's the Green Knight. So I'm kind of <laughs> yeah, sat, I sat on the fence with that one. <laughs> Buy it if it's super cheap, right? Sorry, say that again. Buy, buy it if it's in the super cheap band, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, yeah, just go and watch it on Prime. But uh, there we go. What about you, Kate? What have you got for us? Kate? Oh, she's oh. gone. Sorry, I had it on. I had it on mute. Sorry. All right. Oh, good, good. We're good. Okay. We haven't had a. Uh, we haven't had a, a, a thing. Are we going to have it? Because we, we don't have a thing for buy it if it's in the cheap bin. Um, so should we just go rent it for now? Just go rent it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rent, rent, rent it. Who? Um. So my uh, second pick is one that I watched last night with the fella, and um, it's something that's come on Prime recently, but it has been around for a little bit. Um, and that is Guns Akimbo. Ah, yes. Oh, wow. Okay, you're late to the party. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I blame the summer series. I've literally watched nothing but, like, summer series movies uh, up until lately. Um, So, yeah, so both of you guys from from this response, I assume, have seen it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah, so I, um, I kind of knew what I was getting in for but I didn't really know what the plot was in terms of like this it's set up so when it was kind of like going through it all I was just like oh this is really kind of cool this is quite an interesting kind of concept um I think it's something that's getting played with a lot like from my understanding free guy almost seems to be a similar thing but like in a comedy version Mm, okay 
Um, I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I'm, to be honest, I've seen that trailer so many times and I still don't understand what's going on with Free Guy, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Guns Akimbo, yeah, like I really like the premise. I really like Daniel Radcliffe. I just think he's just really come into his own since Harry Potter. And I mean, I, I, to be fair, as those movies went on, he did get better. But I think like he's really expanded, <laughs> he's really expanded his acting chops um, since like the first thing that I saw him in that I really, really liked. I mean, I really liked him in The Woman in Black, but I couldn't quite shake the Harry Potter vibes from that. But the first thing that I really was just like, oh, okay. Like I kind of sat back and like really kind of appreciated him as an actual actor um, as, a, as opposed to a typecast was Horns, um, mm. which, uh, which actually I, I covered with Duncan on, on teapots um, like at the beginning of the year. Um, but um, like that was kind of like the first thing. And this one was sort of like no different. It's something that's it's very different to what I've seen him do before um he has a really great comic timing like the guy just really does understand that dry comedy and how to convey that effectively through film yeah. um, mm. you know through the screen to like multiple oh she's gone at least within western culture like i don't know if some of the nuance might be like you know, or at least English-speaking culture, sorry. So, like, you know, it, it, I don't know whether some of the nuance would be picked up necessarily if it's translated into French or something, but, you know, um, at least for, like, American, Australian, all the rest of it kind of audiences, I reckon that his sort of sense of comedic timing and all the rest of it would, would be appreciated. Um, and I just thought that it was such a bizarre out-there movie, but it was just balls-to-the-walls nutbag, and I love that shit. And I love Samara Weaving. She's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Um, we but, all love her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but what I... I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I for once, actually, I'm not that attracted to her in this. But that's fine, because she's not supposed... That's not the role. She's supposed to be this fucking badass chick, and a badass chick doesn't necessarily need to be attracted to everyone. Um, oh, yeah. Got fucking metal vampire fangs, and who the fuck needs to be attracted when you've got that shit going on? Um, <laughs> And um, you know, and and she's just fucking cool. And I love how I re like, I recognize her sh her shriek from Ready or Not. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's not an acting shriek. That's just how she screams as a person. I think, and it's just it's so great. It's just such a a joy to kind of like experience. And um, yeah, I just thought it was really fucking cool. And I just think if anyone is a fan of like high octane fucking mentalness, like you know anything like that anything that's a little bit bizarre a little bit kind of you've got to suspend your belief a little bit but have a really fucking fun time if you do anything like that i would i would recommend guns akimbo so it's another buy it from me yeah wow okay yeah, yeah i no Bennett's this week yeah. yeah yeah i'd go with that yeah what about you lance would you we, did you like it yeah i did i enjoyed it i I'm probably a little too old to get a lot of the video and I'm, I'm not a real big video game player i finally got an xbox about six months ago the, the grandkids use it a lot more than i do but uh oh, I, I, I enjoyed it for certainly enjoyed it for what it was the acting was great and yeah samara weaving i didn't even believe that was her half the time <laughs> she did a yeah. good job yeah she's so fucking great she's such a fucking eclectic actress i love her oh she's awesome all right, cool. Well, um, is that everyone? That's everyone. It is. That's, that's all done. Includes buy it, rent it, bin it. Nice. So, Matt, on okay. to movie news. Movie news. Movie news. Right. What have we got here? Um, there is a fresh new trailer for Army of the Dead prequel, Army of Thieves, Ooh. which 
features no zombies but plenty of action. Now, <laughs> have either of you seen Army of Army of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite favorite movies of the year. Really? Yeah, I loved it. Plot holes be damned. It was a fun movie. <laughs> it's a very fun movie. I really liked it. It's it's yeah 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 no great great movie. But this one's featuring. Uh, this is uh, sorry, my iPads has gone kick me out for some dumb reason. <laughs> you're you're having all kinds of tech wonders. You'll have trouble. You'll have trouble pronouncing the actor's name. I think it's Dieter is the character, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hang on, just bear with me. Sorry, I just, I've just i completely lost my whole page. Uh, yeah, basically, this is following, um, uh, obviously, Army of the Dead in Las Vegas. This one's titled uh, Army of Thieves, uh, which is coming out on Netflix on October the 29th. Oh, not long then. Oh, hang on, really? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, October 29th. God, that was quick. Yeah, right around the corner. And uh, it's a movie is a fucking short, you know. <laughs> yeah, God, that was quick. Uh, Matthias Schwartz, uh, Schweigoffer directed <laughs> Army of Thieves, a, a prequel movie that will center on his character that we first met in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. His name is Dieter. Uh, yeah, small town bank teller Dieter gets drawn into the adventure of a lifetime when a mysterious woman recruits him to join a crew of Interpol's most wanted criminals, attempting to heist a sequel, uh, a sequence of legendary impossible to crack safes across Europe. Okay, so this is so like a heist sort of movie then. Yeah. The Army of the Dead was a heist movie anyway, but this is just a heist without any zombies. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Seems to be. Seems to be. Okay, so that's that. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Teen Wolf is returning with a Paramount Plus movie in 2022. Oh, God. Okay. okay. How, how do you guys feel about that? <laughs> I not, not, not great. <laughs> I'm, open, I'm open to, to reboots and such, as everyone knows. Like, well... I don't know because it could it could be modernized. I I feel like there's room for modernization. I just it depends on what they do with it. Really, I'll just I am open. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. I I actually I'll gonna be honest. I haven't seen the original, so I, I don't know. Yeah, same. I'll be honest. I haven't seen. Oh uh, right, okay. <laughs> in these, well, I don't have any soldiers, so I'm. <laughs> Sorry, what in was that? In these modern times, I wonder if uh, he'll be able to instead of sniffing out the weed, he'll be able to sniff out the. Uh, Xanax and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it, just, it just says, Paramount Plus has heard your howls and they're howling back. And noticing today that Team Wolf series... Oh, series! Wow. Uh, ...boring back to life with a brand new... Fi- oh, no. No. That the Team Wolf series will be roaring back to life with a brand new feature film in 2022. Oh, right. okay. that, so it sounds like they've taken this they're taking the actors and whatever of the series and then turning it into a reboot movie yeah oh. okay i'm la- well I, I say this i actually haven't seen the t-wall series either i have heard good things though yeah i've heard good things oh, so well, again i'm open to it i'll see what happens talks are uh, already underway with the original cast so so expect that in 2022 I will expect that. Indeed. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, bah, bah, bah. Stop sticking your crap up there. Um, 13 Fanboy. The killer is targeting stars of the Friday the 13th franchise 
in upcoming movie. What oh, is my it? God. Yeah. We, heard about, we heard about this three years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Fucking COVID. I swear to God. It's fucked everything up. In fact, I'm wondering how they were able to film in Europe for the uh, Army, of, Army of Thieves movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how that's worked. I guess just lots of tests and mask wearing and anti anti back and all the usual precautions. I guess regular, yeah, well, they've, regular they've testing. Got, they've table. got the money. Yeah. Yeah. Back in 1985, Deborah Voorhees played the role of Tina in Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning, and Voorhees is now taking it upon herself to return to the world of Friday the Thirteenth with the film Thirteen Fanboy, which she has directed. Essentially, it's a meta slasher centered on stars of the Friday the 13th franchise being killed off by a fan. 13 Fanboy will be released in time for Halloween on October 22nd, uh, 2021. And coming to oh. theaters, drive-ins and VOD <laughs> on that date. At last, at last. This sounds like it's either going to be really, really good or really, really shit. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably the latter. Uh, it's got D. Wallace, Kane Hodder. Adrian oh, King, Corey Feldman. Oh! Okay, it automatically gets half a point for Corey Feldman. Well, exactly. you know what? I We'll all watch it, though, won't we? We, we oh, will watch it, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I kind of warm to it now with that cast, which makes sense, because literally the synopsis is that the original cast get. But, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but what else we got here? Um, Arrow Video announces new Jarlo Essentials collection with three movies, including Sergio Martino's Torso. I saw that, it looks so good. I just wish I had money. <laughs> That's the only thing. Mm. It will not be cheap, but if you can afford it, it will be worth every penny. I'm sure it will. And yeah, announced today the limited edition Blu ray box set in US and Canada. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing as well. It's, like, it's not here. No, includes the films What Have They Done to Your Daughters? Question mark, Torso and Strip Nude for Your Killer. Yeah. <laughs> I love those Jallo titles. Like, they are just fucking gold, isn't they? Just... Yeah, exactly. So, so that will be available on December the 7th of this year. So for those of you who like your hard copies of stuff... Mm -hmm. There you go. And who live in America, Where's... Canada. Yes. <laughs> Christmas well, list, right? Added to the yeah, Christmas exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and finally, um, Netflix has put all the horror you may, may want to stream in October onto one handy page. Um, oh. Netflix is bringing a whole lot of brand new original horror to the table as part of their Netflix and Chills lineup. This year, including uh, the now available night books, as well as upcoming shows and movies, including Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass. Oh, I just started that. I just I'm two episodes in. It's really. Oh, good. yes. You, yeah, you did say. Oh, that, nice. Yeah, it's like it's I, I keep forgetting it's not Stephen King. OK, it's uh, it just Mike Flanagan. I was talking to Bo yesterday and like Mike Flanagan just can't. I swear, like, and it's not, this is not a criticism because I'm a big Stephen King fan and I think that Mike Flanagan has such a, a, a flair for this kind of storytelling. But it just seems that he just channels, he's like a conduit for Stephen King even when he's not, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
there's that small town, something's lurking beneath the surface. There's these very Stephen King-esque, there's like a, a Mrs. Carmody from like um, the Mist type character in there. And there's, ah, oh, it's so good though. And I'm so excited to like keep on with it. Have you guys seen any of it? Have you watched nope, not yet. What about you, Lance? No, I, I just found out last night it was available. I didn't realize it was already up. Yeah. It, yeah, it's been out since Friday and um, people have already blasted through it and uh, it seems to be very well received so far. Mm. I'm excited. So that's Midnight Mass. Uh, we've also got Hypnotic, um, The Chestnut Man, There's <laughs> Somebody Inside Your House, Ooh. Lock and Key Season 2, Ooh. and Night Teeth. Um... Yeah. Oh, that looks so, I didn't realise that was coming to Netflix. I yeah. should have actually watched the trailer. I think I was just taken up with Megan Fox, I'm not going to lie. Um, as for all the rest of the horror that you can currently be streamed on Netflix on the road to Halloween, well, Netflix has set up a dedicated page for all of their spooky Halloween offerings. Netflix's Halloween 2021 landing page uh, features dedicated categories including teen screams, TV horror, family Halloween treats, modern horror classics, Halloween comedies, small town scares, highbrow horror, horror reimagined, zombie horror movies, this place is evil, slasher and serial killer movies, and creature features. Yeah. So, that. well done, Netflix. Finally, Finally pulling the finger out and giving us something to get stuck into. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if this is because of Shudder. They're definitely fighting hard yeah. for um, horror fans, and same same as Prime as well. They've you know they're obviously doing their their thing with um, Blumhouse mm-hmm. again, second second mm-hmm. year running. So they're all pulling out the stops because they know it's a huge commodity. Absolutely. absolutely, finally getting the recognition we deserve. She says like she makes fucking movies, but like... <laughs> are you going to start painting your fist? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know how that's going to be picked up on this on the way that we're okay. damaged in the house. But it, it, you know, it, it was there in spirit. My fist slamming. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So there we go. So that's. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say there's a whole list of stuff that that's already out there now, but I'm not going to go over that. I won't go over that. Cool. Uh, so there we go. So that's that's horror news. Horror news. Cool. Nice. Right. Um, Bargain bin. Now, this is Lance's favorite favorite section. Is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a physical media guy. I'm just totally, like I say, I pay for all these streaming services and just watch them when I want to. Um, but I do have, you know, some older DVDs and things like that that I'm sure the, somebody's going to end up with when, I, when I'm gone. Now, whether they'll have anything to play it on by then, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it will probably all be plugged stuff straight into your head. In the future, right? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, like of Black Mirror, just straight in, straight in. Yeah, instant. Imagine that. Just like instant movie, like watch it in seconds. Just plug it straight into interactive. Your brain. Maybe interactive. Well, mm-hmm. we kind of yeah. VR now, don't we? So we just mm-hmm. we're doing that there. movie form. However, so anyway, for those <laughs> of you who do like to collect media, here's I do bargain bin. So let's let's roll with this. Uh, let's go to Germany. We've got um, Clowntergeist. Oh my word! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sounds That's... like a Bennett. <laughs> uh, it does. Just... Um, like it's made for you, Matt. 
it does, doesn't it? Sort of crap, but make me laugh and then fucking shit. Throw it in the bin. Uh, for four euros twenty-nine. Um, then we got Insidious. Sorry, what was that? No, I feel like it's overpriced. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's almost free. Yeah. Still too much. Uh, <laughs> we got Insidious Chapter Three. Oh, I didn't even write the price. Oh, nice one, Matt. Well done. Uh, <laughs> nice one. It's, uh, so it's, cl- it's clearly cheaper than Clamter, guys. So it's, uh, yeah, for about <laughs> three euros. So we ignore that one. Uh, okay. it's, don't forget, everybody, it's all on um, Amazon. All these purchases are on, on Amazon in your country of origin. Uh, right. Uh, Italy. Upgrade. Six euros thirty-two. I watched that recently, and I really liked it. I liked it too. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a horror, but it was a really good action thriller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Final Destination Five, four euros forty-three. <gasps> That's good. I really like that sequel. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a good, good series all round. Yeah, it's one of the strongest series, I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, over to Oz, um, Assassination Nation, six Aussie dollars and sixty-five cents. Hey, that's really fucking good for Australia, Dollar, mm-hmm. is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Uh, the Meg, six Aussie dollars oh, and 49 cents. I <laughs> always gonna, think gonna... of that whenever I hear about the Meg, and I honestly don't know why, but I always think of you whenever I hear it. Oh, really? Oh, God. I think of Tim in Australia when I hear anything shark-related. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else we got? We've got The Birds at five Aussie dollars and 99 cents. That's the hey, original that's uh, The Skin I Live In, five, $5.25. There you go. So you can buy it, watch it, and then go back to our episode where we covered it. Boom. There you go. There you go. Uh, Turbo Kid, which I haven't seen, but everyone raves about. That's also five Aussie dollars and 25 cents. That is a deal. So, yeah. Uh, over to Canada. Uh, we've got... Canada? What's that? Canada? <laughs> I don't know. Is that how they talk? I don't no, know. It, it is not. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just kind of came out and I wasn't planning on doing any accents either. So mm-hmm. my apologies. Um, Hansel and Gretel, uh, $9 Canadian dollars and 99 cents. Well, which one's that? Is that the one that we The covered? new one. The new one. Yeah, which one? Okay. That's Gretel and Hansel. Oh, no, no. I'm talking absolute nonsense. My apologies. It is the one that we covered. Yeah. Oh, the Witch Hunter one? Yeah. Or, uh... Yeah. That's okay. Okay. So, again, I just want to do a shout out to Sabrina because not only is that one of her favorite films, but she is Canadian. So, ah, she already cool. has it, I am 100% sure. But, you know, in case you wanted a backup, she can now get it. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> what else we got here? Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, that's also Ugh. nine. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. That's also nine Canadian dollars and ninety nine cents. Is that an er? Uh? That's a ripoff. <laughs> oh, really? Is it Cloverfield in space? It's just. Uh, oh dear. I don't know. I like I like the first two, but not that one. Okay. I haven't seen that one. No. Maybe we'll skip that one. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Gremlins. Eight Canadian dollars. Hey, that's good. I think that's pretty good for them. Yeah. Scott uh, Crawford. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be boshing his bishop over that one. 
Canadian though. It was after, and there's no way in hell Heather's buying it for him. Like, <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, know, they, they hook up. They do hook up. Heather's going to be encouraging that. Oh, I don't know. He's probably already got it anyway. Yeah, he definitely. I would imagine. I can't imagine it won't. Um, and then we got Oculus at six Canadian dollars and ninety nine cents. That is good too. It is good. Then uh, for Canada. Yeah. Uh, USA. Um, Shaun of the Dead, five dollars. Yeah. Oh, underpriced. It underpriced. is. It is underpriced. Very underpriced. And it, but again, you can buy it and watch it and then listen to our last episode. And same with Witch Hunters as well. There's all these films that we've covered. Exactly. We're still on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prom night, five dollars. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the new one. Oh god, that's yeah, overpriced. Ouch. Okay. I haven't seen it. So. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Five dollars. Hey, that's all right, actually. Yeah, I thought that was a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that film. Worth that. And then uh, 30 Days of Night for $4.99. Oh, that is a bargain. It is, isn't it? I enjoy that film. It gets, it gets like, shit, but I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Really? I, thought, I thought it was something of a cult classic. I think it's a bit of a... Was it a, Maybe it's a sleeper. I don't know if it was a sleeper hit, but, like... I don't know. I thought it did quite well at the time, and then over time people have kind of gone off Just it. But... Go, I don't know. I thought it was a good, movie, okay. a good vampire I movie. It. I love uh, a bit of and I like Melissa George. She's always yeah. good stuff. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? She's oh, she's a bit good, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally, the UK, we've got us at. Four. Oh God! I get PTSD <laughs> now when I hear us about us just because of the. Why shit. was it in 2019? Oh my God! Shut. <laughs> like actually, I was saying, Shah, this is all karma because anytime I'd speak to Duncan about anything related to Jordan Peele, like when we had a cast party, so on Thursdays we like have a cast party where we all kind of like bunch of us get together online and watch a movie and uh recently he's been doing it about um he's been doing movies that are featured in the upcoming episode of um the summer series and he played get out as one of them the oh, other one nice and i was just like he was just like yeah so it's the jordan peele movie get out and i was like wait not us and he was just like you get the you get the fucking <laughs> Get the fuck out! I was like dying laughing, but like in own actual honesty, I'm just like, oh god, now it's gonna taint my viewing of us forever just because of the shit that we got for not including it. Never mind, <laughs> never mind. Well, you can watch watch it at home for four pound ninety nine. Yeah. Have you guys uh, have you guys heard any rumors or anything about the new one he's got coming out that's called Nope? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I love that title. It's just fucking. There's actually in saying that, right? So as I said earlier, I'd watched Candyman earlier in the week or last week or uh, fucking days of blurging together now, um, and it's not a spoiler at all. Um, but there, one of my favourite moments in it is when uh, this woman and she's black, and I just feel like I love how it's just like, you know, we saw a joke like, oh, fucking white people because <laughs> white people do the dumbest shit in horror movies and so there's, there's this black woman and she opens the door that has this that leads down to this dark cellar or something and you have that classic like looking up the stairs shot with the outline of the doorway and light and everything else is pitch black and instead <laughs> instead of going down like any other fucking person would in any other fucking horror movie she just looks at it and goes nope and slams the door. <laughs> 
Brilliant. That's exactly what you do. Fucking white people. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so anyway, that, and obviously like he was producer on that film and stuff. So I just feel like it, that was relevant. That was a relevant little story. Uh, nice. But yeah, I, I've only seen the poster for it. I don't know anything else about it. So pray tell. Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know. Uh, I, I think they're going to keep it under wraps, which I guess I probably don't want to hear too much before I see it because I was so surprised by some of the turns he did with his other two big ones that I'm kind of like, I uh, kind of want to save the surprise, you know? I agree. Yeah, I think with I think with Jordan Peele, his style of writing really does benefit from going in blind. Um, I yeah, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to be watching trailers or anything particularly if I can help it. So I agree. Yeah, me too. Okay, just uh, just a few more. Um, it three pound fifty. Oh, which one? Uh, the first part one. Yeah, uh, the, the new That's one. The new one. Yeah. Ah, okay. Three fifty for that one, and then seventeen dollars for part two. Right? You want to <laughs> see it? Probably. <laughs> um, and then we got the, the forest. I know I've mentioned this before, so don't shoot me. But it's oh. now even cheaper price at two pound thirty three. They can't give that shit away. Is uh, <laughs> alright. I not, liked it. It's it's fine. It's fine. It does what it does. I just it's really kind of just one of those. I enjoy it when I watch it, but I immediately forget about it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. It's fair enough. Uh, we got a film called Amusement. Oh, I yeah, I've seen yeah. So I don't I don't know anything about that. I'm pretty sure mm -mm. it's one I'm thinking of. It's a clown-centric movie, so you should maybe check it out. Oh. <laughs> Love a bit of clown action. Yeah. Oh, clown to guys. Amusement, yeah. What... Do, you watch? Do you watch clown porn? I can't believe I've never asked you this before. Oh, God. I, I think I've, I've watched one. Oh, you like... oh, my God. No, I'm not into it, so don't worry. You're not into it? No. That actually does surprise me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get a boner for, for clowns. Pennywise not doing it for you. No. no. <laughs> not even with this cute little grin. No. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I, it came into my head. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Amusement, £1.90. <laughs> and finally, The Bye Bye Man. Oh, no, God. I've not seen How it. much are you going to pay us to take this one? £1.88. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, nah. Hey. Also, it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. So, oh, is it really that bad? Oh, I haven't seen really it. That bad. I have oh. heard nothing but terrible things, and I just I'll. I believe I believe the hype when it's like pretty much just across the board. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's it. That's it, everybody. That's uh, the sale bin. Yeah. All right. All righty. So, Lance, these are you, your two picks. And um, do you want to introduce your first one before we shove on a trailer? Um, well, I don't know. Which, which one are we going to do first? Uh, doing so, the, yeah, sorry, Matt, do you want to? Uh, the American Werewolf in London first. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this was obvious. I had to pick this one, right? This is the transatlantic show here. So we had to pick a transatlantic movie. And I always Perfect. wanted to be a never, werewolf. So that never occurred to me. That never occurred to me when we would. Yeah, of course, it's perfect. There's <laughs> another link as well, because, like, well, because in the next film that we're doing, um, mm -hmm. most of the cast are British playing Americans. Yeah, how funny is that? Yeah, and also 
um, there's this correlation between the moon, a moon kind of centric film and a sun centric film. Interesting. Yes. Okay, it worked out then. I, I didn't even realize that until you brought it to my attention. No, no, that was your plan all along. This is complete. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. All right, cool. So uh, we're going to play a trailer now for American Werewolf in London. And then when we come back, we're going to do some IMDb blurbs and uh, do some trivias and chat about it. How about that? Sounds good Sounds to me. Good. Cool. We'll see you in a bit. enjoyed the trailer so we are going to be discussing uh, american werewolf in london matt do you want to hit us up with the imdbs yeah uh, it's pretty useless really unfortunately uh good old imdb um <laughs> two american college students <laughs> on a walking tour of britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists that's that's terrible it's bloody awful isn't it that's really shit that's the thing it's very hit or miss with their synopsis all right who directs it who starts all that stuff it's directed by john landis uh and it's it was made in 1981 uh american wolf in london starring oh well this is absolutely ridiculous because it's just like got people in order like joe belcher the truck driver Nobody cares. <laughs> so, How however, I will flip through it and find the, the important people. <laughs> like uh, David Norton, who played David Kessler. Uh, Griffin Dunn. Uh, who else? Um, oh, sorry, what? what, what? Is it Agatha or Guta? Uh, Agatha. Agatha. That's much better. Yeah. That's much better. Um, there's a young Rick Mail. Did you see? Yeah. Yeah, I got very excited. And also as well, doesn't Mrs. Bouquet or Mrs. Bucket from Keeping Up Appearances, isn't that the, what, the old lady at the zoo? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um, who else have we got? Uh, ba -ba -ba who plays Dr. Hirsch? It's John Woodvine. I thought he did an excellent job. He's so great. He's my favourite. I'll throw that in there as well. Um <laughs> 
that's pretty much it. Frank Oz as well. Who? Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Yeah, he's cameoed in it. Yeah, he yeah. makes an appearance. Yeah, yes, he does. Yeah, um, but the rest are all kind of add-ons. Oh, apart from uh, the uh, lad from uh, Yorkshire, does the Tetley Tea advert? Oh yeah. Oh, and also as well, Brian Glover. Yeah, the uh, the guy who plays the taxi driver is Brittop from Snatch. Oh really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Very young version of him, but him nonetheless. There you go. There you well, that's, go. That's as much as we can give you. Yeah. Anyone so, else to look into it, go on IMDb. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be more info there. Uh, Lance, why did you pick this this film? I just thought it would be a good, like I say, a, a good pick for, uh, you know, a couple of Brits and an American chap to, to talk about. And it was definitely one of my favorite horror movies growing up when i was young i i watched this uh, countless times yeah um i think it was um it, it was a really good mix of of uh of horror and comedy but it wasn't like that over the top slapstick comedy it was yeah. much more sublime than that um and you know of course the characters uh david david is it david naughton or david mcnaughton uh, uh david the main guy david Norton, yeah Okay, David Naughton. Anyway, he he was a really big deal here in the states. He even had a he had a major disco hit called "Making It." <laughs> it was out in the late seventies. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He was a singer as well. So he uh, he was a big deal. Uh, Griffin Dunn. I think he was probably pretty new, but I, we all know he's done a lot since this. I like the vibe of the whole movie. I love the werewolf transformation scene. I think it's still the best ever done. Um, mm probably the most i would think realistic of how it would be don't you think yeah yeah 100 percent. i'm just gonna i was gonna say because it is um his it was his like sort of big break role uh griffin dunn um as i say because matt i haven't done my trivia yet oh gosh i'm so sorry <laughs> sorry oh, i was slaving away sorry. over friggin interviews and so sorry so sorry go 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 well i'll start off with that then so griffin dunn so he was quite bummed out because at first because his part had like it just involved so much of his face being covered by makeup and things um and he thought that that was gonna prevent him from having his big break like from this role being his big break but you know he needn't oh, worry because yeah. it's a great part of the film um so john landis was inspired while filming in what at, what is it called now? It's, it was at the time called Yugoslavia. I think it's just called like the Republic of Yugoslavia now or something. I'm a bit shit with that stuff. Czech, Czech Republic. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Right. That one. Because um, he was he was filming something else and um, he was witnessing these local gypsies bury someone and they do this whole like ritual thing with garlic and stuff and they bury the corpse vertically so that apparently if they wake what? up, they can't do anything. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, um, and yeah. Thought, well, what if he did get up? Um, although I would say that this kind of, that whole ritual seems far more in line with vampire law than werewolves, but I guess mm -hmm. that's just his, that was his line of thinking. Mm. Um, so that was like yonks and yonks ago when he was like eighteen, and that's when he wrote the script. It was actually in nineteen sixty nine that he wrote the script. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's like a good 12 years before it actually started getting made. And the reason why was because people, like horror comedies weren't really a thing then. And people couldn't categorize it in the way that made them comfortable to give it money, basically. Mm -hmm. um, it was either deemed too funny to be scary or too scary to be funny. Um, but what it did for him was that 
it gave him a bit of a leg up in Hollywood because people would read the script and go, okay, well, I don't want to do that, but I like how you've used comedy or I like how you've evoked fear here. And so it kind of, it showed off his talents in a lot of ways. So um, he actually got a lot of work through the script, even though nobody wanted to pick up that script to begin with. Um, in fact, when he presented his script to Albert R. Broccoli, who is like the one of the big James Bond producers back in the day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> He says to him, and this is a direct quote, hell no, it's too weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah. oh, I like that. Poor, poor John Landis. Um, so the, oh yeah, so we're talking about like sort of cameos and stuff. So this isn't really so much of a cameo or anything as opposed to this was one of his first early roles. The underground victim, I um, can't remember his character name in it now. Um, I want to say Gerald? I can't remember. Um, anyway, Michael Carter, he is the guy who plays Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi. So oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so he's like... Oh, wow. <laughs> like, out of the hut with the big thing that goes around his neck and he's all, like, pale, this kind of great... You, you okay. know. Yeah, just so I was giving a description in case people don't know well, that film. Um, so... I hope he was, I hope he was uh, less awkward in that than jumping onto that uh, escalator. <laughs> Yeah, like I know that he tripped, but like when I was watching it, just it seemed like he just decided to catapult himself on throw like, himself. Yeah, like lift is going, just step on it, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know he tripped over, really. I'm just being a dickhead, but um, it just it made me laugh. Um, it looks so, silly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Miss uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog are listed in the credits as themselves, which I quite liked. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi were considered as the roles of David and Jack. The studio wanted them. Oh, God. Yeah, quite a different film. Um, so, yeah, especially because uh, they had been really successful in The Blues Brothers, which was obviously another John Landis film, and that was only the year before. But Landis wanted unknown actors, and I think that's probably best because I think it would have probably played too into the comedy. Yeah, it would. Definitely. Like, yeah, it would have undermined the horror. And I think the horror is what is... <laughs> I think the comedy is the kind of glue, but the horror is the foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah good way to put it. Yeah, I know. I surprised myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Rick Baker, who's the uh, he's the head makeup artist guy who's done fucking tons of shit. Um, anyway, he, ba he based the wolf design on his dog, uh, uh, Keyshund, um, which is like a big kind of it's like a like a husky but like squat it's like it's kind oh, of a really it's like yeah if you look it up it's spelled k-e-e-s-h-o-n-d -E and if you look it up it's like a squish mm. <laughs> um and it has these like massive thick manes like all around its sort of face and his dog's called bosco and so he this is why like um there's like massive amounts of fur all around the wolf's head because that wow I, I just had a look. It's a beautiful dog. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Rick Baker also made sure that the model wolf all like was like because they used like a model for like the close-ups when they're rampaging in the riots and stuff. Or not riots, but when everyone running around, sorry. Um by like the, the porno theatre. And um yeah, and so what they would do is like is that they just had this like head which would be like held off camera and like just 
thrown about kind of thing and so because he knew that there was going to be these real kind of very kind of blink and you miss them quick edits he basically set the the model wolf's expression like is really ferocious and scary so it didn't matter how like quick the edits or what bit of the footage was used he would always look scary mm, mm. which i think is good yeah i can see that well, yeah 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 so john landis's favorite shot is the shot of the escalator <laughs> Uh, the oh bit boy! It's from like the, the bird's eye view almost. Oh, the- looking down as the yeah 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 wolf pads. Yeah, I like yeah, that exactly. Yeah, so he, yeah, he he really likes that because he likes the, how the wolf kind of just creeps into into shot, and he says um, that he loves it because when you see, and this is a quote, when you see how fucking big it is, and you kind of see it, but you don't see it. Which, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Um, so yeah, so Rick Baker and John Landis argued about whether the wolf would be a biped or a quadped. So basically, a wolf that stands on its hind legs or a wolf that's on all fours, uh, because John wanted it to be this hell hound type beast on his all fours, whereas Rick Baker really loved the biped, okay. Amahor and Universal, because that's the shit that he kind of grew up with. Um, and also, mm-hmm. as well, that he wasn't entirely sure how he was going to pull off a quadped. Um, but in the end, they had a guy who was apparently a dancer with extreme upper body strength in this wolf suit, lying on a plank, walking on his hands, and then the back legs would be puppeteered by this contraption that is essentially a wheelbarrow effect. So they would essentially wheelbarrow him about. And it came to Rick when he was like, it was just at night, and it just like had this light bulb moment where he was like, of course. And basically, it, he remembered how him and his friends would essentially wheelbarrow each other about by holding on to their legs and going forward and then that's how the idea came that they could do that okay interesting yeah um jack's final decomposition state is a puppet um that griffin dunn himself would control as he read out the dialogue so he would control the mouth movements and stuff um and it was done that way yeah right um it's rare that i think that the actors actually have that kind of control um but it makes sense though because they know when they're going to speak and stuff um but it was done that way rather than like makeup and stuff because it would make it made the decomposition more realistic because they wanted to hollow out the cheeks of the skull and stuff which it wasn't so effective when it was done like because they can do it by adding kind of like um make like um like what's the word begins with p like the Oh, like prosthetics um, onto the face to make it look wider and then obviously dig that out so it goes against the actual yeah, yeah. But they said it would look they didn't like how it looked really clunky so they did this instead and I think it paid off yeah um, Ken Baker won his first Oscar for um, makeup effects which best makeup and not only was this really fucking cool for horror but actually this was the first ever Oscar for that award because it had never been done before really Yep, it only wow. been added. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, it's cool, right? There is this last bit. There is an end credit dedication to congratulate Prince Charles and Lady Diana on their wedding to make amends for the bit where David yells out a bunch of slander towards the fat royal family, oh, that's right. including oh, God. the <laughs> F word, which I won't say because it's a horrible homophobic slur. Um, and it basically reads out Lycanthrope like, like Films Limited wish to extend its heartfelt congratulations to Lady Diana Spencer and His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales on the occasion of their marriage, July 29th, 1981. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, yeah, sorry kind of moment. Very classy. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, well, it's a classic American thing of shoot now and apologize later, I guess. Oh! That's right. (laughs) Ouch. Shots fired. fired. Ah. No, we shouldn't joke. It's really fucking terrible. Um, (laughs) Anyways, um, so that is all my trivia. 
Uh, Lance, take us away. So you were telling us before I was so rudely interrupted before I was so rudely ignored. Um, and uh, you were telling us about how like it was just uh, your sort of first experience with this film and how it's one that you grew up with. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a regular for me because it was my, my dad had HBO. In those days, that's pretty much all we had it was just the one pay channel where you could watch movies without commercials. So I, I probably watched this one a hundred times. I probably watched Stripes a hundred times. You know, there's a couple of others that were just always there, <laughs> always on, it seemed like. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, it was, um, again, I like the mixture of, of comedy and horror. I, I think the scene where they, where they're out in the, well, you guys say it's, it's, it's actually not in Wales, huh? It's the, the area where they started out and the injury occurred. Well, it's it's supposed to be Yorkshire, but okay. How uh, and you said that's three hundred or three hours away, or oh god, longer than that. London? Yeah, longer than that. Yeah, probably about five hours drive from London. Uh, maybe longer these oh days with the okay. roads. Um, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. It I mean, you, you, Wales, you, you, wasn't it? It was it was shot in Wales, but yeah, it was shot shot in Paris. Yeah. Hmm. So, so yeah, Paris well, in either, Wales. So either. Either way you look at it, with it, with this watch having been to the UK, you know, since this watch, I was like, wow, the geography of getting someone, the logistics of someone who's bleeding out and possibly <laughs> could die on the way there, taking them all the way to London makes no yeah. fucking sense whatsoever to me. It really doesn't. Like, um, I'm pretty sure they have hospitals in Yorkshire. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I would hope so. I would, I would hope so, even in 1980, right? Yeah. I was going to say, though, but... Was it potentially because of the fact that he was an American, and it was all to do with the <laughs> the so he got, he got uh, inferior healthcare? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got no healthcare in uh, in uh, up, in, right. up in Yorkshire. So we've got to get him down, get him down to London, and make sure he's well looked after. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and, oh and, God! Uh, <laughs> sorry, go on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, or maybe you know, get him close to the American Embassy, which would be in London. Yeah, because they have like, I, like, I, I like so. American Embassy to kind of like you know, basically tell him to stop being so pathetic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Such a prick. But yeah, yeah. Do with that, I reckon. Yeah, I, you know, that's a bit of a stretch uh, upon rewatch, for sure. At the time, I didn't know anything about UK geography, so I didn't, you know, understand how silly that that or that strikes me as now. But um, probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is early on where they go into the pub. Mm. And um, it kind of felt like that scene from uh, the American movie. Was it, was it Weird Science where the guys walk into an all black club and the record skips and everybody stops talking? Yeah. Not sure if he. <laughs> I, I, I know I know the film, but not the scene. All right. Well, I I just thought it was kind of strange the way it all started off like that. But then, of course, once they warmed up to him, it was kind of like any any UK pub that I've been in, where everybody's uh, telling stories and, uh, or as they'd say in Ireland, sharing the crack, and uh, it, it, you know, singing along, enjoying themselves, yeah. and things like that. I thought it was. More like a real a real pub at that point, but uh, you know, yeah. then of course somebody has to go and mention something they shouldn't have. <laughs> the mood changed again. Whoops! 
yeah yeah I just um I think I've got like a note here it's just it's such a typical like particularly a northern type pub um like the landlady you know like she's kind of blunt um but there's mm -hmm. the kind of like like um, so I can say is my family are from Yorkshire so I'm kind of very familiar with like in fact when I was watching this I felt very homesick for them um but like um they 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 just can be a moody bunch sometimes. <laughs> they can be like the warmest people ever, but if they don't know you and they don't really quite know what you're about, it takes a minute for them to kind of make that judgment. But it's quite funny because uh, for every moment that she was kind of a bit like cold towards them, if they you know when they were saying about oh just crack me up with the whole like you know oh yeah can we have this nope we've got this nope like we have spirits and beers if, if it's something hot you want you can have tea. Then you have you have tea. No. And then but that kind of like pedanticness of like, well, I guess I'll just put one on for you then. But then if they had said to her, like, I can guarantee you, if they had turned around and said to her, Oh no, don't worry, don't want to be a bother, she'd be like, No, it's not a problem. Sit down, I'm making you a fucking cup of tea. Like, do you, like Matt, do you know what I mean by that? Like mm. oh absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, especially when it comes to like that kind of thing, like you might feel like you're a massive output, but you're really not. And they're like, they want to do it, but there's this very kind of like blunt, <laughs> which after a while, when you're going to get to know, is very endearing. But I can imagine like for outsiders, especially when you're in an environment of the pub where every, like, are you local? Like that whole thing, like you mentioned weird science, but honestly, like that whole kind of setup of two strangers walking into a bar or a pub or something and everything just stopping and everyone just turning to look at you happens. because you're an outsider. It not only does it happen, it happens, it happens all the time in films, TV. Like I just associate it with mm -hmm. the League of Gentlemen with the, are you local kind of thing. But it happens, and it does oh, happen sure, life sure. as well. Like it really does, and it is very intimidating if you're on the other end of it. Um, so I can understand why they're really cagey about her. But as someone who kind of like knows the people in that sort of area, and and I reckon most English people would probably have like know what that's like. But there's you know that if you even try to sort of say, "Don't worry about it. I don't want to be a, a bother." They would turn around and be like, "No, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Like you sit yourself down. I got this. You know." And it's it's a weird sort of yeah yeah you know what i mean am i do you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah no you're good at spot on yeah um but yeah carry on Lance. sorry well yeah around here i mean where i live there's certain warning signs like very bright <laughs> flashing warning signs when you walk into certain bars i'll give you an example if you walk into a bar and one of the first things you see on the back wall is a confederate flag oh yeah probably a good idea to Turn, turn, turn around, around you know as quickly as you can. that whole like Abe Simpson <laughs> gift just like walking through the door and then walking straight back out and popping up your hat on the way out and straight out you go you know, grandpa right. um, right and hope no one notices you and yeah I'm just gonna real smoothly <laughs> uh, leave yeah I was about to say I was you make sure that nobody follows you when you go out the door <laughs> yeah right like have no green room kind of thing going on yeah I mean I don't really think it's so much like that here it's not like to that extreme but it's just kind of like this suspicion of outsiders here if you're in the right mm -hmm. or, let's say if in the wrong area as opposed to maybe the right but like and it's not everywhere but like it's certain especially like sort of country quiet little like you know village pubs where everyone knows everyone and if you're suddenly an outsider and a foreign outsider as well in the 80s especially you know, coming in and it being like, oh yeah, what are you about? Who are you? What are you doing? Kind of thing. And it's it's kind of like that as opposed to anything as extreme as maybe what the Confederate flag might denote, you know? But 
it's, it's that vibe, I think, for sure. Great. Yeah. Ed, are you guys familiar with the uh, comedy movie Euro Trip? Yeah. Love that fucking so when they, they They go into the soccer bar and uh, yeah. or the soccer pub, I guess, and Vinnie Jones is in there. <laughs> By the end of it, they're all singing along together. <laughs> well, like, my baby takes the money. If you're a Manchester United fan, then sing the Manchester United fan song. And it's pretty damn good, guys. <laughs> I would say, like, I mean, obviously that's massively exaggerated, that scene, but that is actually a really fair representation of football pubs, you know? Yeah. Like, like right. that really is. <laughs> I would say that's in a way more accurate than American World, just because, like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's exaggerated, but it's very much that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, like? it, it was great. I think uh, I think Griffin Dunn was my favorite character in this movie because when he started, even though he wasn't in it very often, when he did show up, uh, like at the very very beginning when he gave him the, the the spiel about, you know, him being a victim that's doomed to walk the earth forever until yeah, the, yeah. You know, the vampire or vampire I'm sorry the werewolf bloodline is stamped out. At that point, you pretty much knew this movie was headed to a very dark place. At the end, there was kind of no way out at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I think my favorite character is uh, Doctor Hirsch. Mine too. Really? <laughs> yeah. How he's bizarre! Yeah, such sass on him. He's he's such a smooth smooth bastard. <laughs> I just like the way that he. Uh, oh, so can we talk? Can we talk about just for a minute? Can we just fucking talk about these fucking nurses? Like not so much the main nurse, but fucking Susan. This mm -hmm. is. This is my this is my this is my note. Susan, you horrible cunt. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> is that Sue, as in Nurse Gallagher? As in no, not the one who hooks up with uh, with David. I can't no, remember. Yeah. No, 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 the one she. Oh she, yeah, yeah, the one who she's like the one who has a look at his dick. Yeah, like not only does she right. violate <laughs> boundaries, but she insinuates racism with the whole Jewish comment, and then also as well that pervy horrible look on her face. I just want to smack her. Ouch. <laughs> Then, like, <laughs> Good lord! Some people really get under your skin. You're just like, ugh. And then fucking yes, Doctor Hirsch, call that fucking bitch out. Like he's just like, yeah, fuck off, love. You're way out of line. Have you got anything to do, Nurse like, Gallagher? Yeah, and he's just like, he's got this like, he says all these different things, and they're all really polite. But basically, they're just the real kind of British polite way of saying now, off your fuck, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, he's just such sass. I fucking love him. Like if he, he was, was I'd be so happy. I, I thought I thought he was excellent when he went up up to the pub. Yeah, uh, he was so smooth there. He was just like, oh, you know, just dropping in in the conversation as to you know, did you know mm -hmm. what happened to those those lads? You know, um, and they just really handled the the locals really well, and mm -hmm. uh, kind of really put them in their place. Definitely. Thought, yeah. And also as well, the bit where Scotland Yard come to visit, that whole scene, I honestly think that might be my favourite scene, just pure for lols, because like, I just, it's just so funny. Like there's every single moment, it, it you have like something funny happen and then you move on from that and then something fun, something else funny happens. Like you've got the irritation from Dr. Hirsch at not being able to drink his tea, which ugh, well, the British person is so relatable. And then um, <laughs> and you have like, because you get into, I mean, especially as well as a mum, like Matt, you probably get this as a dad. Lance, do you do you have kids? I don't actually know if you have kids. 
Uh, do I have kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five, five kids yeah. and eight, eight. Oh my God. Okay. So. Right. So everyone here can understand that like, you going to drink with me and then just getting interrupted and it just be like, oh. Goodness sakes. Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like this whole back and forth between like the sergeant and then like the, the his boss and, and Dr. Herschel, especially with like the whole back and forth about, hey, would you like some tea? Oh, yes, please. Uh, no, we're not going to have any tea. Okay, no, thanks. You know? <laughs> and then like, right. tell him I'm dead when he's on the phone. Oh, that's right. Just tell him I'm dead. <laughs> tell him I'm past and all wolf. Just, just, look, just tell him I'm dead. And then like, oh, and then as well, like the sergeant dropping all of the equipment. And and he just like knocks off all the like Dr. Hirsch's medical tools onto the floor and there's this like, clang and this like awkward retrieval of it while just like Dr. Hirsch just watches on but just doesn't help him or reassure him. He, he just, just looks, looks at him. Total <laughs> deadpan and it's <laughs> Yeah. Very good. So good. And I just like, yeah, Dr. Hirsch is the fucking he's an MVP in this for me. I yeah. Like, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Great performance. Yeah, and then, and in fairness, actually, everyone in the scene also has to put in great performances for that whole like comedy to be pulled off in that way. Like everyone has to do has to meet their beat, if that makes sense, you know. So, um, yeah. everyone who who interacts with him and makes that those scenes just so fucking good. Yeah, but it, it, talk, talking about the comedy, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I've I've watched this film so many times, and and it came up as uh, on on my TV as a horror comedy. Okay, there are funny moments, but no. do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, not, it's, it's not, not a horror comedy. It's not, is it? I, I mean, know. no, not at all. There are, uh, you know, there are several funny moments throughout, but you know, like I, mean, I, I would say, if any film can make me laugh out loud proper, which this film does on, uh, I mean, a number of occasions, I would say it earns it earns the comedy sort of. Okay. Okay, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, especially wow. with that with the scene with the little uh, hey kid, yeah, <laughs> those balloons, <laughs> yeah, and That's then when right. he's in that woman's <laughs> coat, and, like nothing else, yeah. and they're just like, all right, now love, you know, there's so much comedy in this, but I would definitely call it a horror comedy and not a comedy horror. Like, there's no yeah. way it's a comedy horror. It's very much. This is what I mean. It's <laughs> in horror. It's the foundations of horror, but the glue that kind of like you know keeps it all together and just makes it pop is, it does. is is the comedy i think <laughs> and, no and, pun intended with the balloons huh? oh it's brilliant a naked oh, american <laughs> man stole my balloon that benny hill wasn't it when he was yeah. running with the balloons <laughs> yeah yeah definitely or like even like um like a bit of carry on almost as well isn't it yeah, like, I think there's yeah. quite a bit of carry on like, in this because, like, we, you know, we got that bit with the with the in the porn because that porno was not a genuine porno. That was a porno made by John Landis for this film, and like they have that whole bit really? where, yeah, 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 and like, um, you know, they have what is it where it says because um, they've got the. <laughs> They have this like real kind of posh British accent thing going on, and it's you know, but at the same time they're like having a good shag, and um, mm -hmm. it's just really funny because like it's almost like I don't know, like there's what's that bit where he's the guy comes in, and he's just like, you promised you weren't going to do this anymore, and it, and the guy's like, what? We've never met, and he's like, no, not you, her, and she's just like, <laughs> what? We've never met. 
I don't think he won. He's just like, oh yeah, no, you're oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what <laughs> Pretty fuck? silly. It, it, yeah, that's funny. I love it. It just, it was so out of left wing, and it just, it, it cracks me up. And um, I just, and yeah, I've written here like, you know, it's got the, the porno is this almost kind of carry on manner with the posh British accents and stuff. It's just so fucking bizarre. And also as well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> where to put these posh accents with the with the shagging because it just it sounds really kind of weird and wrong like posh people don't shag you know oh sure they do come on no <laughs> they I kind say. Of do like, you know like in kevin and perry go large when he's imagining his parents conceiving him and how they basically have this really horrible three second sex and they're like we'll never do that again absolutely not no and like <laughs> that's how posh people shag because it's just it's weird like i can't imagine prince william and like kate middleton having a go I bet there's a porno out there for that. I just can't imagine. Uh, I'm sure there is. I want to say I can't. If, if there isn't, there will be now. Yeah, well, yeah. And you yeah. are welcome. I will take 5% of the proceeds. Thank you. But yeah, I just can't imagine well, Kate they... giving a blowjob. I just can't. It's just weird. <laughs> well, they have they have a Sarah Palin and Donald Trump porno parody. Oh, oh yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you've seen it, Matt. Is it good? like after the danielle uh, da yeah danielle storm fucking st what's she called yeah danielle storm um fucking uh testimony like that was a not i didn't need that image i just didn't need it in my life right you know i don't need to look at it so like the, the comedy is like yeah so i know you know we've mentioned about the guy falling over on the escalator and stuff bless him um and also as well um which i always which i always think of now whenever i see this film is uh the uh little spaced homage that they do with it in space do you remember like lance do you have you seen space the, the tv show that was done by simon Pegg? you've never yeah. watched you don't I, watch. i've not seen no, it i've i've seen the I've seen the series. It's really short. I think it's what only like eight or sixteen episodes total yeah, between the series, like right? It's a series, and there's two series. Yeah, it's really short. But um, they went on and and they just did other th other things. But there's yeah, Edgar there's a, Edgar Wright. Yeah, and they do an homage to that whole bit where it says, "Oh, what's the line that he says? Like, oh, um, um, don't find this one bit amusing." <laughs> and again, it's like over. <laughs> and they have, and they, I think, I want to say it's Mark. Oh, I haven't seen it in fucking forever. I want to say it's Mark Gattis actually who does that. And um and yeah, they have this whole thing about like the wolf on Hampstead Heath kind of thing. And it's it's very much a parody of this film. And um so now whenever I watch this film, I have like a oh, it's the bit in space, you know. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and I think like it works really well with that kind of comedy aspect too. But um but I mean, as we said, like this isn't a comedy film. This is like a horror comedy. So, like, let's talk about like the horror side of it. What what works best for you guys, uh, Lance? You mentioned earlier you think it's the best um, werewolf transformation scene in in cinematic history. Yeah, I, I'll stand by that. Of course, now it would be, I'm sure, all CGI, right? But uh, yeah, back in those days, they thank God they didn't have access to all that. Yeah. So. I think they did a great job with. I, I like the. I, I always. I'm, I'm haunted by like the stretching out of the feet, and all the hair. Do you know how they do that? And how? 
I, it sounds painful. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know, so what they do is they have. So if we use the bit with the hand bit, because that was the bit that I specifically looked up at. So, you know, when he's holding okay. his hand and the whole fingers like stretch out and his whole palm stretches up. Yeah. So he's got his arm down and then that's like a model and they have these like um these like mechanisms that and this like um putty that they make the skin out of that stretches and then so they have this like ah. mechanism inside which will like go up and it will stretch the putty along with it and that's how they do the feet and that's how they do the face and that's how anything where you see it elongated that's how they did it and in fact as well um david norton doesn't have any body hair like really like he doesn't have any chest hair or anything so they had to like superimpose they had to like manually add each bit of chest wow. hair and all of his body hair as he transforms and stuff yeah like it's a real kind of thing and i think this is the thing with practical effects and especially with something like this where it's so expertly done like you can see the hard work like it's not it's not phoned in every single aspect of that is like been been really thought about really cared for really cultivated to make it as best as it can be and i think that's why practical effects hold up like 40 years later because it's 40 years old now this film it's crazy bloody hell yeah of course it is yeah and i'm you know i'm not looks good it's yeah it does and i would agree like it i think it is probably one of the like of the ones where you see well, you really do see that transformation because there obviously there are other films where like they use a lot of shadow and a lot of lighting to kind of hide it. And it's still really cool. Like Dog Soldiers, for example, they use shadow and lighting really well in that film. And I really love that transformation. But I, in terms of like films where you really see that transformation, this is definitely the best one, I think, as well. Totally agree. Totally. I mean, that bit where his, his body cracks Mm. and undulates as his skin moves oh, it is it's amazing and how like they show the, like the hair like growing it like super fast oh, it's bloody amazing really so good i think that there's well i think that if they do it nowadays because actually rick baker was saying in an interview he would like to do something like that again and he and he was saying that he would use cgi he said he would use cgi to just perfect it so i think that there's especially now i think we went through like a real kind of wave of everything being cgi but i think actually now we're coming back around to the practical effects there's a real love for that because we're getting the filmmakers now who grew up on it and they want to kind of rekindle that and um and i think there is still very much like it's come back around where there's now a lot of reverence for doing things practically but i think they use cgi just to kind of like finish it off just to kind of you know yeah make it look sharper yeah um and you know hide some of the lines so to speak so i think like um i think if this had been say remade like i don't know 10 years ago 15 years ago it would have all been cgi and it would look like shit but yeah. i you put Rick Baker in charge of it again now. I think it'd be he'd do exactly as he said in this interview. Was it 15 years ago? I think this interview was done. Where it'd be like, yeah, I'd do it practical, but I'd use a bit of CGI just to sharpen it up. Yeah. Oh, fair play. Hmm. Fair play. Yeah. Well, Amer American Werewolf in Paris was pretty much shit, wasn't it? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Actually. I've not seen it either. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know a couple of our listeners. Dan and Gav of podcast on Haunted Hill. They have a real soft spot for that film. They covered it sort of a few months back. Um, and like, I haven't seen it. But I really liked hearing about it from them because they do have a love for it. And I thought that was quite nice. <laughs> oh, um, I guess someone has to. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they're the, they're the ones. <laughs> I'm just going to um, mention one of my favourite scenes, which was the 
the Nazi stormtrooper scene. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, that was awesome. I love yeah, that. Normally, I hate dream. I normally hate dream sequences in in movies, but these are amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. And did, did you notice the menorah that they knocked down when they were um, uh, firing uh, all the all their uh, machine guns into the house? And there was a menorah on the mantelpiece no. to drive home again the fact that he's a Jewish character. And these are, of course, you know, Nazi werewolves, I guess. Ah, so that's right. Uh, and Wait. especially in 81, a lot less removed from World War II than we are now, right? Yeah. 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 What's the menorah? What's the menorah? That's the, uh, so uh, for the Jewish uh, Hanukkah holidays, they have, uh, it, it's kind of like a candelabra. The candles, that yeah. Oh, and then I think, oh, uh, I, I think it's that. a different, yeah. Yeah, they light a, a different candle each night as they go through the holiday. I don't know them. I just didn't know that's what they were called. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't, I've never picked that up. Oh, I have to look up that next time. That's really smart. I was trying to. I was trying to pick out the details of all the posters in the underground when he was running. Because you know there had to be some funny shit in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was kind of see you next right? Wednesday, which I just... Also, I didn't know, right, before watching this film, I didn't know that see you next Tuesday was a joke that went back that far. I thought that was... Oh, like... yeah, that's right. So I love the see you next... Again, that's a kind of a carry-on, sort of like tongue-in-cheek, wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of joke, isn't it? Like, car- you know, mm-hmm. um, see you next Wednesday... Uh, um but yeah like i i i kind of do that but i um i can't ever pick it up apart from that one did you pick up anything on that one lance any other posters no just the one that foreshadowed the 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 film uh because unfortunately you know and while the guy was running through the through the under underground it was a little hard to like I tried to pause it a few times, but you couldn't really get a good look at any. I'm, I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite sure. Considering Landis was involved in this, there were some hilarious posters, right? Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, I like that. The, the I, only one, I, the only one I saw was Wimpy. Oh, I don't know. Wimpy, Wimpy yeah. Burger, yeah. Oh, I love Wimpy well, oh, used... Burger. <laughs> yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Okay. Is it, yeah, is, it's, is it still going? No. Oh no! Do you know what? I'm not sure. I'm, it might be because don't they have like a really sassy Twitter account? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. We'll have to look it up. Used to be a big thing before McDonald's arrived and Burger King arrived. Yeah, right. In the early '80s, I think, or mid '80s. It was still around yeah. when I was a kid. I remember that much because there was one in Swindon. <laughs> Swindon. <laughs> um, it had a change of ownership that occurred in 2007 oh, apparently wow. um but it's still, still, I think it's still i think it's still wimpy i think it's just it's just changed um just changed. So there we go everybody go to wimpy yeah, I literally. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'll see if I can find. I, I don't know if I'll be able to. I'll see if I can find like a BuzzFeed article or something on like sassy clapbacks from Wimpy. You know, because like, I'm pretty sure it's them that have these like really sassy clapbacks on Twitter from like other like um, fucking uh, what's the word uh, like their competition, like other burger joints and fast food joints and stuff. I'm pretty sure it's them. So if I can find something decent, I will whack it on because it's uh, it's mega lols. Um, but it's just very, I just wanted to very quickly just go back to that, like, Nazi 
fucking stormtrooper blast offs kind of thing because mm. um, no one ever really talks about that like no one ever like everyone talks about the transformation everyone talks about the comedy everyone talks about the porno and everyone talks about how fucking great um <laughs> but no one ever fucking mentions the fucking nazi weird mutant well yeah. <laughs> i mean there's a whole spin-off movie to itself right right yes i mean i feel yeah. like yeah i feel like that if you had a lot of nazi zombie stuff though which could like maybe overlord or something is like the sequel that never was i mean you, you could actually buy the the figurines of of the uh of those nazi can you no yeah, yeah you Come can on. Ah! Is it? I'm, looking I'm looking this up I can't. I want to see that. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah, That's right. A deep cut collector's item right there. Yeah. Uh huh. So hang on. Wait. What would I even? Do? What, what would I even search for? Nazi. I feel American, like I need to American Werewolf of London Nazi figurine. All right. Okay. American. <laughs> that that should do it. <laughs> yeah. I just I want to just put Nazi into my search engine. Thanks. Oh uh, well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi figurines. <laughs> Um, let's have a look. Wait, images, mutant Nazi. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you can. Really? Wow. Well, as well. Even oh, still, that huh? looks like Darth Vader. They're fairly recent as well. Yeah, I think they came out like, last year. One of them has Darth Vader's fucking helmet shit going on. Sheesh. I'm going to, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's badass. I'm going to post this shit up on the page after this episode drops tomorrow. Cool. That's fucking. Oh, and they've got a figurine. Oh, they've got a movable figurine. Yeah. The, the actual wolf and everything on all. Yeah. Them. That is fucking good. It's good Sorry, stuff. I'm, you guys talking about yourselves? I'm just. I'm. I'm good here. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> so this. So this is a classic movie, obviously. Yeah. Like oh, I said, yeah. Griffin Dunn. I, my my favorite part of the movie was Griffin Dunn. I, I love the way that when he showed up, he was a little bit more and more decayed. I yeah. The, yeah. the makeup effects. At the at the very very beginning, when he first came into the hospital room, the makeup effects were maybe a little questionable for me, with like uh, how his chest was ripped open and stuff like that. But for the most part, in, in fact, I thought the further they went along in the decomposition, the better it looked. Really, do you think? Because I actually thought that the middle bit, where he's all green and a bit like you know putrid looking, was probably the worst one. I loved the first bit with. His, oh, I liked it. I think it looks fucking so realistic, like. I just kept looking at it. Like, I just thought it was weird. But I thought the bit where it was all a bit green and stuff, I thought, like, if I was going to pick apart anything, it would be that looks a little bit kind of like, you know, face paint. I'm, I'm with you, Kate. <laughs> little, yeah, but little, then... Little George, well, little George Romero, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you that grey face paint. is just all... Um, but the... Um, yeah, but like the... Uh, but the end one as well with the, with the skirts, and obviously that's a model... But I just, again, it, it, it could be a model and still be done really shit. And I think it's done really fucking well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, um, yeah, I think it's it's really cool. And I really just, I like as well, like how, um, I think it's a really clever way of showing that because it's, I don't, I've, I mean, I might be wrong, or, but I don't know another way where we see like a continual dead character having that kind of decomposition journey for lack of a better term do you know what i mean like they're they're, they're always just dead and they always kind of stay in the same state yeah. and yeah yeah they had the guy from they had the guy from pet cemetery do you remember did did he decompose as he as he went along well the original or the remake i mean the 
the, well, the remake was a much better film, but uh, oh, oh. Had to, <laughs> <laughs> wow, they had, they, they had you to both films, films, right? It was just <laughs> played by different actors. <laughs> you Shall we get started, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know your stance on this. <laughs> oh, see, like, I don't, I don't mind the remake either. I'll just put that one in there. I haven't seen it yet, in honesty, so I can't, I can't even say anything. Um, so, do you mean wait with Judd, the next door neighbor, like the old guy, fucking his, his like father? Oh, you talk- really. in the original when when he starts because he starts deteriorating, isn't it? Oh, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, well, there, there, there was the one character that uh, that had died early and kept showing up to try to warn everybody um, about bringing him back from the dead. And I just can't remember whether he decomposed or not. I guess I'll, I guess I need to rewatch both of them. Maybe I'll have a different opinion about the <laughs> the remake. <laughs> yeah, I never right. that happening. I'm clearly rewatch it. Um, also, as well. Um, I just love that whole conversation in the theatre between David Jack and, and like the undead. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so stunning and cavalier, and like I love how this so ridiculous as well. And then like David turns around and he's just like, "Oh yeah, should I use a silver bullet to kill him?" Because they're all coming. Like I love how they're all like very just casually. Oh, you can hang yourself. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can hang yourself. Jump oh. off a bridge. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, should I use a silver bullet?" And then Jack turns around and amongst all of this ludic like insanity and it's like uh be serious silver bullet kind of thing like just as, well, as though good. the whole conversation isn't just fucking insane you know <laughs> very good, very good. but it, it's really good also um just a real quick side thing on this one matt um you know when he is going he's trying to get himself arrested and he starts yelling off like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all this and he's just going fuck cunt shit and honestly i just <laughs> like it like you just imagine this is what you're like when you're like on an aggravation bender <laughs> absolutely right yes yeah. like yeah. if you were going out on an all night and you're just like on one you're like fuck this i want fucking extra cheese on my pizza and then there's me going like oh matt just calm down fucking don't worry about the extra cheese and you're like no fuck this fuck off this shit fucking cunt <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? i, could, what are you I saying couldn't then? imagine like that, Matt. I just, I mean that with love. I don't mean it in a horrible way. No, I know. I just imagine like you just sort of going, this is going to wind her up. So I'm just going to get even worse. <laughs> I'm just doing it just to piss me off. <laughs> and I'm just there going, fuck sake, stop, Matt. We're never going to get a fucking taxi. We're going to get kicked out. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh... But I mean that with love. It just, I just can see like you just doing it to wind me up, honestly. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, we, we, hang on a minute. We not, haven't even mentioned Jenny Agatha. Oh, that's true. We've got to mention Jenny Agatha. She's lovely. <laughs> She's lovely. She's lovely. I love her little voice and a little smile. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I like it. But there's the line that, again, it really kind of made me laugh where she says, she literally just, she's brought him home. And what does she say? Mm-hmm. She's, that, like, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was quick, wasn't it? Because it's like, oh, no, I've had seven lovers in my life, three of whom were one night stands. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's so uncomfortable. Like, you don't just come out with, like, oh, yes, well, I've, you know, I've had lots of one night stands, but only really some of them were serious. And one of them was last week, honestly. And I, did, I thought he was going to call me, but he didn't. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And every time I pee, it burns now. I don't know why. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Wrap up, son. Yeah. I think it's her, her overly posh kind of She's, pop. yeah, like the quintessential British actress, isn't it? The, the English Rose, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. A uh, bit, yeah, a bit over the top, like, but. Uh, but that's actually just how she talks because I was watching her in interviews and that is just her voice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But that's what everyone sort of spoke like back then in the olden mm-hmm. days. Unless you were like a farmer or a sailor or something, then like you're a fisherman, then you just mm-hmm. you you talk like that. <laughs> or, or, a, or a Scotsman, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can always tell a Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to attempt that accent. I can do a West Country accent. I can do a, a, a slight posh accent, and that's about it, really. That's it. Um, but yeah, and um, yeah, she's very, she's very sweet, and um, I did, I did like, I did like her a lot. I thought she was very, so yeah, it's, it added a good dimension to the the whole film, I think. Yeah, well, it adds an extra layer of sort of like there's something to lose because he's yes, not his best yeah. mate, isn't he? And it's just like, well, he's not got any family around. It's not like so it adds that extra kind of level of peril. Like you want her to be okay, you want them to be okay, and. Yeah. And ultimately, is because that's the that was his whole. Because what this is the other thing that I think is fucking genius, and it's so subtle, but it's fucking great. Because he's like, oh yeah, like he's get he's saying how based on movies and stuff that he's watched, he thinks that you need someone who loves you to to like kill you. Mm, and yeah. first, when I first watched that film, I was like, I was just like, all right, mate, fucking that's films though. As if that's not exactly what we would do if we ever got in a werewolf. We would like, we would look to all the werewolf movies that we've seen for our fucking knowledge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's so subtle, but it's so brilliant. Because, yeah, I say, when I first watched it, I was just like, that's fucking stupid. And um, it's like, over time, I'm yeah. like, you know, like last episode, we were talking about, okay, well, you know, what would we do in a zombie apocalypse? As if every single bit of our knowledge doesn't come from what we've seen goes wrong or right in horror films. And this is exactly what he's doing. I just think that was just so fucking clever. It was really good. And um, yeah, and I and I, I like how that sort of circles back to the end where she sort of like, they have this I love you moment sort of thing. Like, Yeah, it's good. It's good. It just adds that, yeah, the whole, mm-hmm. whole dimension, which is good. And it's very touching at the end. Very yeah. sad, and, and and I also like the bit when he's he's talking to his sister, and sort of sort of say you know just tell mum and dad that I love them and I love you even though you're a little shit. But you know, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they 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 do when they get the the emotional poignancy they do get it right. I think. Yeah. What are yeah. your thoughts, Lance, on um on on posh lady nurse? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought she was fine. I mean, I think you know she she fit in well for the role that she was at. Like I said, I I don't know if I would have brought this strange American chap back to my place to quite literally live at at, at her pad for God knows how long or whatever. That that it all seemed a bit rushed to me. That was it was a bit quick. That, yeah, that, agreed. Yeah, it didn't didn't seem terribly realistic there. You know, maybe she would have helped him find a place or something like that, but. Uh, that's an awful lot of trust for someone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, like that. I'm thinking about me when I was single. Oh, yeah. I fancied mm-hmm. someone, and oh no, you don't have anywhere to live. Oh, you'll just have to stay at my house. Oh my god. Really? Oh, well, I've done it for less. He was. Sheesh. He was a he was a murder suspect too. Remember. <laughs> so that's true. You know, <laughs> to the heart. <laughs> of it. Always find them. Like, as well. 
<laughs> no, you can see through the heart of him. You, you know, you, you, you can when they're, when they're good looking or you think they're attractive. It's, they're fine. Couldn't possibly have a killer who's, who's good looking. Um, also as well, can, sorry, but like, can we just talk about fair play to his schlong? Because he got fair it out. Fair play to his schlong. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he got it out <laughs> all the time. And it's like, yeah, it's like fair play. I'm like, yeah. Did he get out all the time? Did he? I can't he remember. All the time. Ooh. Like when he's running about and stuff, you definitely get a good few. Wait, a bit of an eye. Right. <laughs> well, a little here and a little there, huh? What a little about it. <laughs> Not all right. But also as well, though, it's quite refreshing for back then because normally it's just tits. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that too much in the older films. Uh, right. You almost never see a penis. No. So now you, now you see him every in every fucking movie. I'm right. <laughs> not back then so much. I'm gonna met, I'm gonna like you know not metaphorically, but I'm gonna pretend to slam my fist on the table. Do and... it. Yeah. There you go. More penis. Uh, yeah, damn right. There needs to be more cock. Thank you, Game of Thrones, for opening those doors. It's like, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love a pair of tits too, but I just I, yeah, let's have some variation. Let's have some equal rights on this shit. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Yeah. We've, we've gotten there. We've gotten there. Well, I was very happy to see this long, sw sw you know, swinging around. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the soundtrack as well, quick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. Every song has moon in the title, and there, I think, are four different yeah. renditions of the song Blue Moon in it. Yeah. And all of them are eight. Bad Moon Rising. Yeah. Very okay. good. Very, very yeah. smart, smartly done. Yeah, it is. And again, it adds some of it adds to the comedy because you have these like real kind of like full on moments, but they've got these very kind of upbeat. Yeah, yeah. Music to it. It works. It, it works well. Did you also notice that at the very yeah. beginning, it's a, a lycanthrope films production? Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> a lot of irony in here. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Smartly done there. Yeah. Well, that's why that's who uh, sort of apologised. Well, not apologised, but they congratulate prince charles and lady diana on their way it's like like in throat productions or something ah right okay yeah, yeah. memo of it now but yeah they um that's who it is but yeah there's lots of little stuff like that it's a really like thought about film it's not it's not phoned in by no. anyone at least no. in London. No, that's uh, very good very yeah good. it's really great and it's no surprise that he's like just done he's got such an eclectic career because he's he's fucking ace and you know, I think this film is just like a real kind of testament to that because it's just, it's got so many different levels to it. And, you know, and, we, you know, don't worry, Matt, I'm not going to go on about it. But obviously there's all the subtext between like, um, you know, like the the metaphor of puberty and your body changing and you dealing with new things and and all of that kind of stuff, which Landis has flat out. I mean, it's, and not only is it really just kind of obvious, but also Landis has flat out said that that was this is like his movie to sort of reflect that and. And all of this kind of thing. So, like, it's it's got everything there that you could really want. I think. You know? mm. Yeah. Good yeah. Chat. Good chat. I'll take I'll take I'll take this over Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Is this then? So, is this your favorite werewolf movie then, Lance? Uh, I would say that it's it's probably it. it Dog Soldiers is really good. Yeah, 
I think I think Dog Soldiers tips it just because I don't know. I just get a bit more of a, a punch, so to speak. From that's from, fair enough. You know what I mean? But this is a real close yeah. second. I think the third is probably Ginger Snaps because I. That's a good one. That's a good one too. Again, again, puberty and going through changes. Yeah, yeah. It's not good with this. Yep. Case. See, it's tied in with your period and stuff, which is just, in fact, actually, it's funny because right. um, Josh, uh, Josh Myers on our page, hello, Josh, he um, he recently put up a thing about like you would think that werewolves would, you know, put it in their calendar. We seem so surprised at like the um, at, like when the full moon comes, like it's such a shock. It's just like, dude, put a reminder in your calendar, and then like. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then, like Sabrina and me both went, well, you know, you you would think, but this also happens with with periods because we're like that always crops up on you when you yeah. affect it as well. And, you think, <laughs> and some women are very nice and have a fucking little kind of calendar and whatever for it, but like we're just like, nah, we're just it, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> Crop up on you in the life goes on, you know. Yeah. Yay! Um, but yeah, cool. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about on this one? Don't think so. Uh, we covered. No, I think we covered pretty much everything. Nice. All right. Cool. Lance, do you scores. Four out of ten. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you got it out of ten. I w I'll give it uh, eight and a half silver bullets. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Matt, what, what's your score? Uh, eight blue moons out of ten. An eight. <laughs> mm. Wow, shrink. Well, I am also coming in with an eight pot shags out of ten. Crikey, look at that. All right. Was it eight eight what shags? Posh shags. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh god. Yeah. Brilliant. That's that's good. That's a good all round all round score there. Yeah, although I feel like the eight means different things for all of us, but <laughs> but, but no, it's good. Yeah, sure. yeah Lance that, doesn't give high scores out very much, do you? No, typically not. So yeah, eight and a half is somebody else's uh, ten. Well, Naz Naz gives what half tens, pretty much. Have you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's got their own scale, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, it's it's just discovering everybody's scale. I think is is the way we you know. Yeah, like an fun. eight out of ten is you're quite this you're quite the same as Lance, aren't you? In the respect that like an eight out of ten, that's pretty much like a nine or a ten for you. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, like it's probably like a, a good strong nine because you've given a nine for American Psycho, which is basically your ten. So almost, I, I there's only one film I'll give a ten to. <gasps> I'm gonna find it. We're gonna cover okay. it. <laughs> it's, not horror, it's not horror, though. Is it not? Ah, nope. We'll leave it, it a mystery. Hmm. Is it a horror, Jason? No. Oh fuck. So we're not gonna cover it. What is it then? Tell me what it is. Tell us what it is. Uh, it's pop fiction. Pop oh, fiction. Okay. Oh, fucking hell! We could have like that's that's doable. Mm -hmm. no. uh, okay. No, I'll have to do that one time. Maybe we'll do it for your birthday next year. All right. All right. Cool. All right then. So yeah, that was American Werewolf in London. Excellent choice, Lance. Thank you very Indeed. much. And we're going to now you. move on to your next choice. Do you want to introduce it? Oh yes, uh, Midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest films by one of the greatest filmmakers working. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to see what he does with Joaquin Phoenix on the next film that he's going to make. Um, oh. But I was kind of shocked by how quickly this came out after 
hereditary oh. and they were both so fucking good i was just like yeah. how in the world did this guy so i went back and watched some of his short films and uh it's quite an odd character um <laughs> he's done some pretty pretty strange short films and uh, not necessarily horror centric but uh there's there's horror elements in all of them but oh, uh, I, need to I guess i guess he yeah, I guess he found his footing. I under, understand that this next one, I think it's called Desperation Street or Desperation Avenue or Disappointment Boulevard. Boulevard. Uh, Disappointment Boulevard. Yeah, should, yeah. with Ari Aster, should have known disappointment would be. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not the he's not the most positive of, no. of people well, when it I comes to how he. Tra- I don't know well, if you into this, this film. Um, of course, so before we do get into it all, uh, we're going to run a trailer um, and then we will do the IMDb's and do trivia. Um, and actually, I've got a little bit of a trivia about the quick release of these two films. Um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll do that and then we'll come back after the trailer. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through? Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. What time is it? 9 p.m. That can't be right. The sky is blue. This is what 9 p.m. is like here. (laughs) How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. Really? Yeah. What do you think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. And we're back. So hopefully you enjoyed the trailer on that one. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'll do the, so Matt did the last IMDb blurbs. I'll do the IMDb blurbs for this one and then I'll just go into some trivia. So this is Midsummer. This is 2019. Um, a couple travels to Scandinavia to visit a rural hometown's fabled Swedish Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic, tr- ugh, 
idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Mm. That's actually a pretty good one. I like that. Um, director, is, uh, yeah. uh, director is Ariaster, is written by Ariaster, and it stars Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, Wilhelm, or Wilhelm probably, Blomgren, don't know i'm sorry that's probably not right at all um william jackson harper will poulter hooray i like him um laura Torpia, archie medequi medequi yeah. Yeah. yeah uh henrik norland sure if why not uh, <laughs> gunnel fred isabel grill uh, uh, lots of people with lots of um, Swedish and Hungarian last names, and I am not about to fuck that up. So, <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, smooth, I thought. Um, so, right, trivia. Ariaster wrote the film to vent his emotions after a breakup that he was going through at the time. Even now, he still only refers to it as a breakup movie, as opposed to like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, originally pitched to studios as a slasher set in Sweden. <laughs> Lol. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, this is the thing, is that it was, it. was this was before the success of Hereditary. So I guess you just have to do what you can, what you need to do to get your shit, like, produced. Out there, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously Hereditary came and everyone fucking loved it. And it was like, oh, we don't need to pretend. Yeah, so it's this fucking pagan cult fucking mentalness. Oh, yeah, cool. Here's all your money. Here you go. A24, pick it up. Yeah, cool. Nice, son. Sorted, um, <laughs> bruv. Um, every set piece in Haga, which is the the place that they go to, um, was built from scratch. And the production team only had two months to build them as well as cultivate the entire field on which it's set. Oh. Yep. Quite a fate. All the paintings featured were designed specifically for the film. And if you look closely, they spell out the entire plot of the film. Yes, and they do. Yes, they do. Yes, um, they do. <laughs> um, Ari Aster and some of the production team visited some old Swedish farmhouses and drew inspiration from the drawings that they had there um, on their walls and whatnot. So Mark's freak out over ticks is um, written in due to Ariaster's real life fear of ticks and bugs generally. Uh, like Mark, Ariaster would wear two pairs of socks to prevent bugs from biting him and his friends like Mark's would take the piss. He also wore protective gear on set, including said socks, a beekeeper's style hat and also beekeeper's gloves <laughs> and up the arm. Uh, and I've seen footage of it. And, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, he's quite a slight bloke, so it does look quite funny, but bless him, he also looks really, really sweet. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we alluded to this before, alluded to this story before. Um, Hereditary was released on June the 8th, 2018. They started filming in Hungary for Midsommar on June the 9th, 2018. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so he didn't, Larias was saying, like, he didn't even get to kind of, like, relish in the success or do any of like the promo stuff or anything that is impressive yeah right all the costumes in the haga including accessories are handmade especially for the film they are all stitched from scratch they're put together from scratch painted sewn everything from scratch and they use linen that was a hundred years old wow wow none of this surprises me None no, of this surprises me. Ariaster's level of detail is just insane. It, it looks authentic stuff. It really does. 
The language spoken is Swedish, but it's affected and they use hand signals and signs as well as their own alphabet being, that is made up of runes. Along with that, they communicate through emotions and singing too. And all of this additional bit was created specifically for the film. It was the hottest Hungarian summer. So they filmed in Hungary. Uh, they didn't film in Sweden. So it was the hottest Hungarian summer on record and the feast at the end was shot on a particularly blistering day to the point where the food on the table was rotting in the sun and the pig's head was covered in maggots, which the actors, poor people, had to endure while shooting the scene across two days. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to prep for the roles, Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner, who play Danny and Christian respectively, would rehearse in character doing role plays. For example, they had to act out couples therapy with Ariaster playing the therapist. So that's quite good. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so well, yeah, he is the next Stanley Kubrick, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I think he seems a lot nicer, a little bit less exploitative. Uh, I would hope so. I yeah. Would hope so. Um, but no, that's that's all that's all my extra trivia. There is a lot more on IMDb, but as I've said before, you can go and look that up yourself. But these are bits that hopefully have been news to you. Yeah, no, that's some great stuff there. <laughs> stuff I've um, never heard never heard before. Oh, now you have. Um, Lance, as you have picked this movie as well. So we've gone from the moon movie. This is the sun movie. Why did you choose this one? Well, it's because it was my favorite film of, of a couple of years ago. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to let one of you guys go first because I had a visitor just show up here at my mom's house. So let me oh, get what? this knocked out and I'll put it on mute for just a minute. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> what do you think about this film? I'm letting you guys do it because um, if anyone doesn't know, I have recently covered this film in the summer series. Um, and so a fair few of our listeners have probably heard me gush over this film so i will be talking about it don't worry for those who haven't heard the summer series but i will kind of uh, i am gonna let matt and uh lance sort of or or just just matt talk about it <laughs> or just let matt talk about it while lance goes and deals with what he's got to deal with so matt well, what can we say about midsummer um i saw this when it came out in the cinema in 2019 july 2019 i went on my own um and i went to a late night showing it was like a 10 o'clock showing um, and I went to an empty cinema Amazing. Uh, um, and I sat right at the back and I thought other people were coming, but they didn't. So I was completely on my own uh, and I didn't realize how long it was going to go on for. And I quickly checked on my phone before I went, bloody hell, two and a half hours. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, geez. That's not even cut either. Like... <laughs> no, I know. I thought, well, Christ, it's going to finish at half past 12 at night and then I'm going to have to drive home. <laughs> but, oh my word, what an experience I had. Um, I, I literally, I mean, it was my favorite film of 2019. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. Um, you know, it's one of those films where I, I, I laughed, I cried, uh, I cheered, I was, I was dancing in the uh, in the seats at the back, <laughs> oh, <laughs> doing well, the weird stuff. You know, where they're doing the, like the weird when they dance around the maypole and the people yeah. are, like waving their hands. I was doing that. Yeah, I'm a bit weirdo like that. I like to oh, kind of get get involved. Um yeah, I I I really, really love this film. Um yeah, it's my favourite film of 2019. Um so before Lance uh can talk or when he can, what about yourself? 
Well, I just very quickly before we go on to me, I want to ask what what bit made you cry? <sighs> what bit made me cry? Christ! Or, or, or you, did you not? You didn't literally cry. You just kind of got very emotional with it. No, no, I, I had tears running down my face. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I, and even 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 today. I mean, I watched it again this afternoon, and again, I, I, it did. Um, I'm very in tune with my emotions, clearly. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, just the whole thing. It just, certain things kind of get to me. Um, I don't know, be it the music or just the um, expressions on people's faces and stuff. Um, and, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm quite good at, um, what's the word? Um, being empathic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can get sucked into certain films. Like I mean, like Blair Witch, which some people can't stand. But it, for me, it's a film that you have to almost get involved with what's going on. For yeah, yeah. Put yourself in in their, their shoes, shoes. and yeah. and I think Midsommar um, did that for me, or does that for me. Mm. Um, and that's well, you know, it's the power of the film, really. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I want to hug you now. Oh, yeah. there you go. There's a virtual hug down the, <laughs> oh, down the mic. It was warm and snuggy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you tosser. Uh, <laughs> okay, back to normality. Oh, getting far too emotional here. Um, yeah, no, okay. So, um, yeah, like this film, I think you're right. I think it just, it touches on so many different aspects and maybe unlike American Werewolf in London where it has a lot of different aspects, it's got romance, it's got comedy, it's got horror, it's got, you know, this. They, there's less of a distinction between it all. It just, it flows all together. It does, yeah. There's a real synergy between all of it and I think it's so in keeping with, the themes of the films, the 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 Haga, you know, and the way that they live and how everything is just this one continual journey. And it's just and how and their sort of um their takes on life and and you know growing and you know all working together and and I feel like this whole film just you really feel that because not only are you seeing what it's being portrayed on screen, but every single aspect of this film as we say in the detail the level of detail is crazy and yeah. it all fits together to create this real as i say this real synergy and this complete picture that if you remove one element it doesn't it's not whole you need everything all together, yeah, together yeah. to have the full impact of this film and it's honestly it's stunning it's what it's brilliantly acted i mean i I tell you what bit gets me um, because I have just I've had experiences like this and I think you know you're very lucky if you haven't but I think a lot of people in one way or form have whether it's in a like a romantic relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's a family member but having like being gaslit being you know having these moments you know when they're having that that sort of argument where she's all pissy because i'd say she's all pissy it makes it sound like she shouldn't be she absolutely fucking should be um she's pissed off with christian because he didn't <laughs> yeah trip and then she ends up fucking apologizing to him yeah yeah, yeah. The way that yeah. He there was a lot of that especially early on yeah yeah and whether it's on purpose or not like the the way that he just right. manipulates her to sorry 
What was he, that last? He was. He, just he said was right. a, He was a Christian. He was a Christian, right? <laughs> I don't think that name was by accident. Oh no, it's not. And obviously, with how it ends, and and there is for so Jesus. If anyone, I don't know why you wouldn't, but if anyone hasn't seen Midsummer, go and fucking watch it, and then come back because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. And this is a movie you need to go in not knowing fuck all. But like, um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like I can't. I mean, I'll give I give it all at the beginning. Don't you know this, this podcast contains spoilers? But fuck, I, I'm going to reiterate that now with this one. Um, but yeah, the, the you know the whole at the end, it's like being like a Christian, like to sacrifice for the pagan, God, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's definitely on purpose. Every, everything in this film is on purpose. There's nothing that's by accident in this film. And um, you know, like oh god, fuck, I can't even remember. Like her last name means something. It means something like to do with flames. Really. It means inflamed or something like that, her last name. Yeah, like everything is thought out in this film. And the, um, and yeah, so just going back to that discussion and things, like just it's it's done so naturally. And you're kind of like, you're almost with her in the respect, like, what the, hang on, how are we suddenly here? Yeah. But it, it's yeah. very much mm-hmm. like, no, 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 she has every right to be pissed off. Why is she apologizing? How the hell does that happen? How are you getting off with this? Like, you know, uh, you know it's just, and then he's comforting her and it's just, whoa, whoa, what the, f- no, you are in the wrong. You're being a prick. She has every right to be pissed off with you and, you know, knock it off, love, fucking, yeah. But we've all been in relationships like that, I think, in one respect, way or form. Like, we've all been like, where we've had something happen and we're like and we kind of lose sight of why we're angry or why we sh- we sh- are entitled to feel that way as well no less um you know and so, and it's, it's these nuances it's the subtlety of this film yes the the brutality yes the stunning cinematography and set pieces and all of that but i just think there's such a nuance between all of these relationships and these character dynamics that without that without you following without you giving a fuck about these characters the rest of the film doesn't necessarily work and this is what i mean when i say like every single aspect no matter how small no matter what scene you might think is is throwaway it isn't it all needs to come together and work together and this film just is just an absolute prime example just a perfect example of yeah basically for me yeah yeah i totally agree with you totally agree with you lan um you are now back from from seeing the door um we were yes (laughs) so um yeah like tell us why you picked this film what you love about it and and whatever else yeah this is kind of one of those rare movies that you know from start to finish i like everything about it like you guys said that nothing's on accident that's in the movie everything was very purposeful um you could just tell the level of craftsmanship that's why i wasn't too surprised when you said they went out of their way to handcraft everything and you yeah. know make all the the costumes from scratch and and, yeah. and you said they went through counseling sessions which i mean i find that i mean that's that's the that's the sign of not just a good director, but like a real artist, somebody who really cares yeah. about their work. And yeah. thank God for A24, because if A24 oh. wasn't around, a lot of these films would not be getting, you know, getting the light of day right now, right? Yeah. yeah. A24 yeah. By far is my favorite production company, like by far. I love it. Oh, yeah. Far and away. Mm. Well, when you, uh, IFC, IFC uh, uh, Midnight does some pretty good stuff. Um, certainly a, a lot of good stuff there but they have some hits or misses but yeah so far a24 hasn't had too many i think there might have might have been one or two that you know i wasn't in, into as much as i was the rest but they're they've probably got about a 95 percent look at you green knight not 
Oh, it's just outside. Just just a bit outside. No, when the when the movie start. Well, when the movie started, I like the way that it created an atmosphere from the very beginning. With uh, the score was phenomenal. The music, the music went went perfectly with with whatever, and it wasn't overpowering. And it wasn't uh, ironic. Uh, like, see, American Werewolf in London had lots of great ironic movie scenes, like upbeat music when he's transforming and stuff like that. But you, you didn't really get that here. It was a lot more, you know, kind of the, the score I thought fit in perfectly with what was going on. And then they show you that um, artwork at the beginning, and you're kind of like, why are they showing that? Why are they showing all this endless snow? Um, and then you kind of get to this cold, frozen relationship, broken relationship between these two people and how does it start it starts with you know him out at the the, the bar with his buddies or the restaurant or whatever yeah um and you even see him kind of making sideways glances at the waitress i don't know if you caught that where he's yeah. still no i didn't eyes, his eye still wanders uh, yeah. i didn't you know. see that and then yeah cause then mark turns is... like you could be fucking that waitress right now kind of thing like uh, yeah. that's right <laughs> it was that that was pennywise's character right yeah, so he was originally cast as Pennywise. Um, oh, what did he say? You could you could be making oh, that pre- right. pregnant that's right now. Yeah, you could be making that pre- yeah, make the, pregnant right now. That's right. I get. I get. I got to see. I got them confused. They did such a good job of casting Pennywise that I've. I was picturing him as Pennywise the clown, but. Oh, you can totally. Um, do it, but yeah, yeah. it was to do with the I don't know scheduling or logistics of it or something or other. I think. Okay, well, he I, I, he still chose wisely. I'm sure he's still got a, a big career in front of him. But, I mean, it was obvious from the beginning. And then when she goes through that family trauma, and he's kind of oh. like crocodile tears, caring about her, like uh, making yeah. it seem like he's really concerned. And then all of a sudden, he puts the blame game on her. Like, well, you knew your family was like this. You know everyone oh. in your family's yeah. fucked up. You know, <laughs> so, ah, so this is where we're going. That <laughs> <laughs> um, well, right. she calls him and says, and he's like, "No, you're just worrying over nothing." And then, yeah. and then when it's not oh, nothing, yeah, and then he's like, right. "Oh yeah, but it's your fault." Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's your fault. Right. So much uh, of that. And, and, and that in there. bye-bye, bye-bye. I'm, I'm, I'm off to, right. to Sweden <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Off nice to one. Sweden, yeah. Um, and then I guess maybe he did. Do you guys think that he that he actually felt some guilt and therefore invited her, or just he wanted to be the the controller of everything, and so he just told his friends, "Oh, by the way, uh, she's coming," <laughs> you know, without I any think, no, like, I like think, he didn't really forewarn her. her yeah, I just I think um, to be honest, it's it's he is just such a he can't um, he can't face confrontation. He can't, he has to, he right. can't do anything, he can't do anything properly, so he can't break up with her. He can't face his friends and say, like, oh, yeah, she's coming. He can't tell her, no, that you can't come because this is a lad's thing. He can't, you know, he can't even fucking work out his own thesis without having to copy somebody else's. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just... Oh, a, yeah. He's can't, just a man of heart all the can't time. can't think for himself, can he? He can't think for himself. And so when he's with the lads, he's like, oh, yeah, no, fuck, it just us. And then when he's with her, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, you can it's come. just us. <laughs> yeah, jeez. He, he can't he can't like stick to anything for himself and so he ends up ha- trying to please everyone because he doesn't want that confrontation and he can't think as i say can't think for himself and um and so he ends up sort of kind of pissing everybody off or you know because she can tell that she's kind of this cool 
third wheel, so to speak. Like, you know, the tension between those scenes when they're at the bar and at that party or whatever, and when they're at the, the you know, the, with the guys in the flat or whatever beforehand, and they're like, yeah, you're coming. Mm -hmm. It's like, Awkward. if that's okay, because she knows that that's probably not, not okay. <laughs> she also really wants to go. Right. Why the fuck would you want to go? And you've just had this horrific tragic tragedy happen, and you want to get away for a little bit. I mean, fuck yeah, you can hardly blame her. Um, and he's just there like a fucking melon in the background, just sort of staring at the fucking ceiling. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, he's such a twat. Oh, anyway, sorry, carry yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they, they had a filming sequence there where she opened the one door and then uh, all of a sudden she was in the airplane. Was, uh, that was great, yeah. That. Oh, cinematography safe. Yeah, that, that, that was incredibly well done. And then, of course, you know, you're driving through and um, – not Pennywise <laughs> starts talking about, hey, I wonder if we can fuck these gorgeous Swedish women here. <laughs> He's definitely the comic relief, comic yeah. relief of the movie, and he got he got what what was coming to him literally <laughs> there, yeah. there at the end when uh, that was the perfect death for him. Um, but yeah, once they got there, uh, that's where she kind of started her transformation, I think, and her real journey. Um, now, I I have some conspiracy theories. I honestly think the cult had something to do with the death. I don't think it was a uh, I don't think it was a murder-suicide. I, I honestly think that was all set up uh, from the beginning. And I also think her ending up there was somehow set up and, and purposeful. And she was supposed to be there, which obviously by the end we realized there's a good reason she was there. Um, but yeah, her, her emotional journey from when she gets there, everybody's out there. You know, I mean, yeah, she probably doesn't do a lot of drugs except for the prescription stuff that she's, you know, kind of forced to take because the doctor tells her, that's what she's supposed to do to deal with her anxiety and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, so she's probably not not that familiar with taking a mushroom trip. So she was a bit hesitant there. And, you know, they, they talked her into doing that. And then she had the complete and total freak out, which we've all been there. Like, uh, she's running around. Unsur and... Unsurprising considering her mental state. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, the I, worst absolutely. time to take anything like that. When, you know, whenever I watch this, I just, I mean, okay, I've never actually taken streams myself. I've been on things that i will yeah, not okay. term or deny which does like you okay. need in a good mental state otherwise you just have a horrific come up um and the and you know in terms of what like mark is going through when he's just like can we all just lie down no i can't deal with new people like it's so bang on yeah. um just how like just a, a, even just a tiny shift in the dynamic within like you know your like where you're where you're at can just be like so affecting of your mental psyche and then when she's just like wandering off and then she thinks that everyone's laughing at her and just dealing mm. with that yep we've like, all been there yeah yeah we've all been there without drugs do you know what i mean like, you know you don't have to be on drugs to think that everyone's fucking laughing at you behind your back um and it, right. it just, it's so well done and how and just the subtlety of like the trees moving and the and the grass breathing and Oh yeah, that was very well done. Really effective. That was, that was probably the. I think this this movie captured an actual trip better than any any film I've ever seen. Before. I'd agree with you. It, it was uh, very realistic. Some oh, hang on. Somebody else mentioned another film which had a hallucinogenic part in it, and I can't remember what it was. And they said that. And they said that was the be the best they'd seen. Uh, oh, I think was it Andy Blockley was talking about something. Uh, uh, something fairly recent, I think. Was it not there, Climax? There was a. Sorry, what? Okay. Uh, climax. climax. 
Oh yeah, 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 it could be. Yeah. Yeah, or okay. um, maybe there, there could be. Yeah, there comics was, uh, pretty there good. was that fr- that there was that French movie called Into the Void, where the guy was on DMT, and that was kind of a point of view. I don't know if you, you guys have seen oh, that. Not, I thought that was no, a pretty poorly though. I've not seen it either. Yeah, I think I've I think I've heard the same conversation. Was it? Oh, was it not? I'm pretty sure wasn't it climax when it was uh when they when teapots were doing the A24 series and like Jamie and Bo and Bo was talking about it or something. I think it was actually the summer series <laughs> that talk about climax. Oh. But anyway. 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 It, 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 it was a very effective, very effective uh, trip. Trip scene, yeah. For yeah. Sure. What and about? It, and it got wilder the further it went. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, um, like, what we're, you know, say talking about the sort of drug stuff, because obviously, like, the more she kind of, um, I guess, involves herself and the more she sort of feels more accepted and, and feels kind of more at home and gives herself over more and more to this to this community, um, like the more extravagant like her trips become because they keep feeding her tea. And obviously the tea's got properties in it, yeah. shall we say. <laughs> And uh, she's like, "What's in the tea?" Seems to be a lot, a lot stronger, stronger than the shrooms, even I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if she could, she could understand Swedish all of a sudden. Yeah, jeez, yeah, yeah. give, give me some of that. But this is the thing: like she develops <laughs> herself, and she and she she starts to like see all of like the grass. Like her her hands become part of the grass as she is just giving herself over to this community more and more and i just think the subtleties of that is just so smart and but it's so annoying it's so it's really quite like unsettling to watch as well mm. oh yeah mm-hmm. yep, like yep. i want to yeah. ask this. Oh, no, what about, what about oh, i'm sorry go ahead kate oh no i was, I was what were you gonna say no you go no, i was gonna just say what about that clip scene right i mean that I thing that. That seemed to That's take 10 minutes say. Um, I was just ask, what was everyone's reaction when they first saw that scene? Like, which so, so, I thought it was the most the, uh, the cliff the cliff diving. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, hang on, I've got the name of it. Hold on, the Etest uh, okay. Um, okay, is what it's called. Is sure, uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> is is that uh, ritual name? Es- yeah, a test of pan. Uh, yeah, when everyone watched it, because Matt, you were saying you saw it at the cinema and you were like on your own as well. And I was like, what was your sort of response to that? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I think I had stood up. I was like, oh my God. It's so brutal, isn't it? Lance, what about you? What was your reaction? My, uh, the part that got me was when she looked up and she was watching the two people and, and are they going to do this? Are they really going to do this? And then she made direct eye contact with the woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that really chilled me. That's the part that got me. And at that moment, she knew what was going to happen. And yeah. then, of course, it was just very, very brutally filmed after that. She, she, uh, yeah, you, you can see Danny is clearly ten- tensing up as she realizes what's going to happen. But did you, did you notice that right before they actually jump off, did you notice the lad look at the camera? Mm-hmm. Right at the back. Did you see no, that? No, I didn't. I really didn't. I didn't. I, I noticed that the that the older man took took a, or decided almost not to take a leap because he heard a scream, and that's what fucked him up so bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what's but, the part you're? What's well, the just, part you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Just be, just before, just as the scene starts to begin, 
it just sort of pans in on the kind of quarry area. And this, like, young man, he basically just turns around. He's right at the back. He's behind everybody. And it's just before they jump off. He turns around and he looks right at the camera. That sounds it's, so fucking creepy. As if to say, wow, are you ready, are okay. you ready for this? I only picked up on the, on today's watch. Oh, and it, I missed it. Yeah, it's literally yeah, he back around and he just looks right at the camera as if to say, you ready for this shit? And then, yeah. then they start doing oh, their stuff. Man. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. No, so I've never so the, sign, the signs were there. Yeah, yeah. The signs are always there. Signs are always there. Yeah, I, I, I was completely flabbergasted with this scene. I was not because it's been like there's been this real sense of unease like throughout this film, and it is kind of building up. And then it's just it doesn't ease you in though at all because you kind of go from okay, this is a bit uneasy, and what's going on, and something you know something's going on because you know it's a horror film, um, and you know cults are never never great in horror films um but then this scene was just like the fuck and what as well what i love what i really fucking love which i don't think that you get in quite the same way as you do with this film in any other film is how they actually make it make sense yes yeah yeah like i find myself like going huh Okay, well, maybe that is the way to do it. Kind of sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, at seventy-two, better you... than Logan's Run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Log Logan's Run, they killed him <laughs> off at thirty, so you know. Yeah, well, it's like in time, isn't it? Twenty-five, but um, like, well, they never get like you have to buy time after twenty-five, but um, but yeah, like I just, but I also as well, I just feel like. Because not only that, but also when they turn around and go, but we look at the fact that you put your old people into homes where they're completely like, you know, shadows of themselves. We find that horrific. And I'm like, yeah, that right? is. Mm. Yeah, it makes, like, you make, makes you think. It really does. And like, yeah, and I kind of come out of that scene going like, okay, that was brutal. It was unforgiving and really shocking. But they kind of have a point. Hits you like a hammer. Yeah. Oh, and the gore. Can we just <laughs> the gore effect of, of this scene, if nothing else? Like, oh, oh my God. I'm oh, like... that, so the face drama is just <laughs> oh, so brutal. <laughs> I've got but... my hands on my face. Like, I know. I can, can hear it. Ah, it. <laughs> oh. it is so brutal, but so well done. <laughs> and do you know what's amazing though as well with this film is how it's even the grotesque moments are actually kind of beautiful like of course yeah mm. like okay so when you look at um oh is it josh um the guy who's who wants to do the thesis not yep, Chris, yep. yeah it's josh in there. yeah when you find him and he's been strung up and he's got a blood eagle when they pull back the rib cage like they like they do it in hannibal and it's so fucking cool oh um, yes yeah yeah but they put flowers in his eyes. And yeah, and he's it, still breathing. And it, yeah, and it's and his it, lungs were still yeah. moving. It, it was it was Simon. It was Simon. It wasn't oh, George. Right, right. Um yeah, and it's 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 just oddly mesmerizing. Mm. And it's shocking, but at the same time you're kinda of like, huh, look at that. You and know he's, and he's still breathing. And it, yeah, How did they do that? <laughs> so disturbing. And like, oh yeah, and got their own little version of Leatherface as well here with Mark's fucking face over. Oh god! Yeah, that was that was pretty brutal as well. That you know, Josh getting smacked to the back of the head with a hammer. 
Yeah, and it's perfect. Yeah. It's his face because he's got those those really unique eyebrows. You know, like he's mm -hmm. got such a unique face, and I mean that in all the best ways. He's got a fantastic face, and but like you couldn't have really done that with someone who looked a little bit more generic, like Christian, like the guy who plays Christian. Like he's got a very kind of like typical face. Like I don't, again, I don't mean it in a bad way. He's quite fit, but like you know, it had to be someone like Mark had these really distinguished features, so that even when it's his face, his skin has been lifted off his skeleton and put over somebody else's face, you can still clearly see it's him, and like. Oh, again, it's all these things that Ariasta would have definitely thought about when he when he was casting that role, you know. And oh, fair play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's good. What right. You, what else? What do you guys think of the uh, just real quick? What do you guys think of the um, of the the final kind of sex scene? Oh, crikey! <laughs> <laughs> like knowing that, yeah. <laughs> Would you like, you know, because he's, I mean, again, this is it's perfect for his role because he's just, he can't make any decisions for him fucking self. So, of course, he's going to get lured by some fucking redheaded harpy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like it's obvious that he was, you know, he, he basically had no way of, of not doing that. Um, what would you guys? What would you guys do? Like, would you? Well, hang on, hang on a minute. What would you guys do? What would we do? <laughs> we're, both, we're both married. Yeah, all right. If you were Christian, if you were like yourself in Christian's position, and like you were basically on the outs with with you know with Danny and stuff, and she was off being made May Queen, and so basically, if you're off your head on kind of weird mushroom juice and you're inhaling Vitality <laughs> smoke, what would you be doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not I, sure if he. <laughs> Go on, I don't know if he knew everything he was doing exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It, you know, na naturally he started doing it because that's what men do. He was running, and then once he realized he was in the middle of it, he started to freak out a little bit. And then he got a nice little push on the bum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to help him along. <laughs> well, you clearly don't know what you're doing here. Let Mama help. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've got written down no foreplay ha 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 how, <laughs> right <laughs> how can he get up with all those people watching then mia squeals and the woman squeal in unison <laughs> oh well you definitely you, you definitely got another good benny hill scene right when he was running around the village naked <laughs> oh that was his idea um the the uh, the, Christian, the actor, yeah christian all oh, right the guy, yeah, because he was saying how, oh God, what was it? Um, it was like, what was it? It was his idea because he said that he thought that if it was, oh yeah, that was it because he was, he was saying how in these sorts of films, when it comes to like pagan films and like folk horror and stuff, you always see, again, it's like fucking American World in London, like you always see women butt naked. And he was saying basically, right. Like, actually it would make sense that I would run out naked I've just been naked why would I not be and actually like let's flip it on its head because normally it's the woman being raped it's the woman having to be exploited and all of this and so actually you know if we're gonna like flip it so it's the man who is being made a victim so to speak and it's, and it's him that's being manipulated and and raped um then he needs to be fully exposed as well yeah uh, that's a good chat it, it was his idea so yeah yeah but, agreed but, but then surely he would still be uh, stiff, should we say, after inhaling this vitality <laughs> smoke. It was only literally a few minutes, you know, like ten, oh, yeah. ten seconds afterwards. Well, he, well, I don't know, because I don't know how. 
I don't know, maybe. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but... <laughs> I have a problem with an erect penis, you know. As far as, as, far as we've come, I don't... <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, I think maybe the, the senses might even have an issue with that. But also, as well, he did just come. Like, give the guy a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, you can only get away with so much when you're filming it, right? Yeah, I think, like, yeah. Um, but, no, I just... I, I just... I just want to also as well mention that like we kind of touched on it as well, but I just, I really just love the journey that Danny goes through because I think there's so many people who, and I say I can relate to her character so much in terms of like when you've been in these dead end relationships and you can't, you don't quite have that, that urge or that motivation to kind of do something about it because you're still kind of clinging on a little bit. Yeah, just and, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I and have I, I have a daughter that's in that exact situation right now, and I feel horrible um, for her. Oh, yeah, to watch this film. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can get a few ideas. Yeah, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll go to a bear suit for my son-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> but I just, I love to see, because you're saying, oh, that, you know, Ariasa does these really bleak movies, but I would actually say that this movie's really positive in the respect that, like, all right, it's not conventional, um, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. she goes on this really incredibly emotionally like mature journey where she kind of very much grows over this like nine day period. And, you know, we, we see her, like her confidence blossom as she kind of finds a home in this, in this community. And, you know, she loses that insecurity, that constant trying to please. And by the end, she's, she's fully realized as the person she's supposed to be and she's in control and she tells Christian to fuck off in the way of, yes, let's burn you while you're alive and paralyzed in a hollowed out bear fur you know the standard breakup method um, um you know and she's she's lost this family she's lost she's basically shed everything that caused her pain in her previous life you know she's she's not mm. got anymore. she's got rid of christian all of the his toxic friends have gone um you know the one person who genuinely seemed to see her for her you know the pele um the guy who kind of lures them there even though he's right very, he's very like you know um what's the word like he's very kind of uh it's very sort of sadistic what happens and everything like i don't think yeah, I th well he's he's ma manipulative in his own sense too yeah but mm. i think yeah. he doesn't he he wants her to be her he wants he he sees her for who she is and wants to bring that out in her and i think that he's like he can justify all the stuff that happens to the to their friends because they're actually pretty toxic and they don't actually serve any purpose because all they do is bring each other down and you know and then by the end so she's lost this one sense of self and this and she's lost her family horribly but now she has this new family and this new sense of belonging and then in contrast you've got christian who goes from being like the main man or whatever slowly but surely he starts to lose the, the opposite and, yeah yeah and, yes, yes. yeah and ultimately he loses danny's love and he's just left behind and made an mm -hmm. example of and i just love how this whole film deals with these kind of turntables and these and these individual growths of these characters and again it's so subtly done and you're you're on this real trip with them all and it's kind of like and it's almost like the argument at the beginning where you're like huh how the fuck did we end up here? All right. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's just a wonderful film. Lance, what, what is there anything on here that like you want to talk about anything else before? Like, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I just, I, 
again, I just really love all the all the detail of the movie. I mean, I appreciate it. I love all the artwork in the background. And then, like, early on where they passed on, hey, there's a bear in a cage. Oh, don't ask about it. It's just there. <laughs> and then there was the other part where um, you, you could see the camera pan, and it showed the story of um, casting the spell using the pubic hairs. Yeah. The story from start <laughs> to finish on the tapestry, and they were walking yeah, in the background, yeah, yeah. but oblivious to it. It's like all the signs were there the whole time, but yeah. but these these uh, arrogant American kids, especially the the male <laughs> arrogant American kids, chose not to notice it because they were there for selfish purposes. You know, uh, one of them was there just to have a good time and hopefully get laid. Um, a couple of them were there to write a thesis. Then you had, you know, people show up that the the English couple. It seemed like they were more just adventurers. That yeah. like to go out and experience, you know, different societies and things like that. And um, I don't know. By the time you get to the end of it, uh, everything's really quite shocking. I mm. mean, I kind of saw it coming, but frankly, there for a minute, I thought she was going to make a different decision and keep him alive, and he was somehow going to be part of the community, maybe like serving people or something like that. Well, but yeah, well, she, they didn't go that direction. She nearly did, though. There was a point when she uh, it, it looked that way. Yeah, yeah. She, when they sat at the table, she's almost like you know. But then, then she's mind you, she's tripping out so much. Yeah, yeah. With the whole he's <laughs> coming up from the chat. But then this is before she sees him shagging that bird. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can understand her feeling sorry yeah. very much out of his death, and then it's like, well, fuck you then. Right. It is. And that was in her. That was in her brightest moment. She was crowned the 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 May, the May queen, and like mm. uh, she was like higher than she's ever been, and she felt better than she'd ever been in her life. And then all of a sudden, the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know as well um, that? Um, so, like, I completely agree with that. The end, she's the May queen, and she just looks so radiant. You know, she is just utter. She's she's reached like this perfect state where. She's purged all of this pain and doubt and fear, and all that's left is this this sense of belonging and peace, like I was saying. And you know, it's the first time, legitimately, the first time in the entire film she where smile. she really smiles. Yeah. She's not just like <laughs> like going along with it. When she's genuinely smiling, it's the first time, and it's she's home and she's with family. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful moment. I feel like this film is actually so positive and it has so many positive messages. Um I absolutely, I love it. I I think I love it even more after this conversation, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good chat. Very wonderful. good chat. But yeah, and you know what as well, we yeah. were saying once about going, you know, you go back and all the signs are there. Again, we're, we're Danny, we're, we're all of these people because we don't, the first time we watched it, we ignore it. We, we don't ignore it, ignore it, but like we don't take in what it could mean. We don't think it has anything to offer other than, oh, that's so pretty, you know. And then at the end, it's like, oh, my gosh, and we go back. You're like, oh, my gosh. And we we kind of have that similar sort of that similar yeah. experience as, as our, our protagonists or whatever. It's, oh, it's yeah. something good. something new in the movie every time you watch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is this is one that it just never, ever, ever lacks for rewatching. Like you, it never loses its pizzazz or for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Like it. But the more you watch it, it just gets better. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally down with that. Nice. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Or I'm, we... just, I'm just looking through my notes. Um, I think, no, we've pretty much covered everything, you know. Yeah, it's just all the funny parts of, uh, you know, we've 
picked up on. Um, yeah, and just, just yeah, and the, the score, we haven't really spoken about the score, I guess. Well, we have a little bit. I mean, I just thought the score was just perfect as the music kind of got more ominous, you know, as the as the film went on, I think, in, in certain parts, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think as well, just generally, like, everything in this film, like, it's so unsettling, but it's so beautiful. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the use of sort of like flowers and everything, everything so bright and colourful, considering the, you know, <laughs> the darkness which is actually happening. 100%. But, uh, yeah, and did you notice the... Do you notice the face in in the in the trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, well, actually, I say yeah, no. And then <laughs> when I uh, was looking into Dutch trivia and stuff, that's one of the things that came up. And then I went back and had another look. Oh, and I was like, oh, did it? So yeah, I I noticed that on the first watch, and uh, yeah, on the second, like, oh, there's the little smiley <laughs> smiley face in the trees. Oh wait, hang on. I thought it was it's her sister on a ventilator. Sister on a ventilator. Yeah, I, I think it was also uh, when uh, when she was freaking out at the beginning and went into that restroom and there was a mirror. Yeah. I think her sister appeared behind her. Right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, mouth. Yeah. So yeah, in the trees, it's 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 her sister with the ventilator like strapped to her mouth. Oh, oh my I, god! I, I wasn't I wasn't on about <laughs> That's that. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's this whole kind of thing of like her sister's with her, but she's having to leave her behind almost. You know, like. Oh God, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Mm. No, I was. I was on about when she's. Um, she's done the maple dance and she's had a more, more juice, and then she's kind of goes off with the girls to go to get into the carriage. Yeah. And then she kind of looks over to the, or she's basically in the background. You can sort of see the see the face. Yeah. Oh, is, is, is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I, Sorry, I, I thought you meant when, when she's tripping out first no. time on, on the mushrooms. Well, when she's tripping out, you see her in the background in the mirror, then she just flashes up. But yeah, the bit you're talking about, she's like, but I think it kind of looks like the, the curve of the ventilator does look like a smile. Oh, right. Oh, I see. See, yeah. I, didn't, oh, I didn't know that was a sister. I didn't notice it at all until, like, as I say, until like I was looking up trivia and it, and it came up. I was like, the fuck is this? Oh, my God. Ah, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Cool. Is there anything else? Like, I just, yeah, I think I'm I've going through my notes and there's like odd little bits and things, but um, but nothing really that major. No, that we I don't think so. Yeah, yeah we we could spend we could three or four podcasts. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. All right then, cool. So if we do scores, then, um, Lance, what is your score? <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I, I, I'm very close to a 10 on this one, especially after the discussion, but uh, I, I don't do any 10s except for I have two films that are 10. Matt, knows, I think Matt knows what they are. Uh, Clockwork, um, Orange, and... <laughs> oh, you, bro you, went, you broke up then. Oh, Godfather. Uh, it's, uh, it's... Oh, Lance, you're cutting out, mate. Not cold. Yeah, um, can you hear me better? Yeah, yeah, got you now. Sorry, what were you saying? Is Clockwork Orange and Godfather? Uh, no, I was going to say it's not father as a hint, but it's called mother. 
Oh, Lance, Lance, you just call to my heart. <laughs> but I'll give I'll give this movie nine and a half mushrooms out of ten. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Matt, Matt, what are you doing? I'm going for nine pube pies out of ten. Oh, nine. Oh, <laughs> Just real quick on that. I don't know if anyone else noticed, right? Oh my God, this is so gross. And again, this isn't anything I noticed. The drink, the drink. <laughs> yeah, it's faster and it's because it's period blood. Oh yeah. my God. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I picked up on I that noticed on the it right watch. away. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't until I looked at the trivia and I was just like, oh my God, that's so gross. So yeah, the, it was it was kind of obvious when they panned down down the table and it looked completely different. And but then they did, did, did a close up of it just before he takes a sip. Yeah, but I just thought they were just saying like, pay attention to the glass because it's probably like got. I didn't. I, for some reason, I just did not clock that it was like. Oh, well, but I clocked it as a different color, and I just. But I didn't clock that it would be period blood. Mm. There we go. So what's what's your score? Uh, well, I was going to go with um, Ted bloody, 10 blood eagles out of 10, but now I might just go with 10 bloody drinks, period, drinks out of 10. 10 out of 10. There you go. 10, 10 out of 10. Uh, has wow, to be. Wow, nice. But I, give, I do give out 10s when I feel like the film is just is spectacular. Like, And I, I think there are quite, especially in recent years, there have been a lot of phenomenal films. So I'm I'm not afraid of a, not that I'm saying you guys are afraid, but I'm not, I'm not afraid to give out a 10. And fair play, fair play. Um, but yeah, nice. Wow, that was um, Amer American Werewolf in London and Midsommar. Indeed, cool. indeed. Uh, great. Films, but as we've established, are kind of linked in ways. Yeah. Great choice, Lance. Excellent. Choices. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right, then. Cool. Well, um, Lance, you do lots of things. Um, do you want to... <laughs> 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 would you like to tell us about your podcast yes uh, <laughs> okay, briefly briefly we do the horror returns podcast group and we started as just the horror returns show but now we're doing the action returns we uh had a western show that when uh we quit recording a while ago but we did pick up with a something called stream fiends where we we pick a streaming movie and we do that one uh, more or less bi-weekly the, the weekly show is The Horror Returns. We'll, we'll, we'll be at www.thehorrorreturns.com within two weeks. Because um, I've nice. taken it upon myself to finally get the website set up next week. But oh, uh, good stuff. if you just search for it, you'll find it. It's out there. Um, no. Damn, damn universal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck them, man. I'm having to re-edit every fucking show and take I the know. music views out. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a real shame because I, I really like the music. You know, it just it just well. add, added to it. But, uh, <laughs> we'll Love just have it. to make do. Write an angry letter. Shake a fist. Slam your fist on the table. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the fuck off. Yeah. It'll do no fucking good. <laughs> Get in the bin. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, no, but it's, it is a really great show. Like, I'm so behind yeah. on all my clothes, but it is. When, I, um, when I've listened, it's 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 always been su it's always such a good laugh. And you guys have such a great like chemistry between a lot of you. And um, if it, yeah, you. there's always yeah. like there's so, always so much information as well um, to be gleaned from your show. So if if anyone is like a genuine like film enthusiast and cinema enthusiast, I you, know, you could do a lot worse than check out the horror returns. It's, it's, it's just it's just guys chatting about horror, just like you know, you know having a few beers and having a laugh about horror movies, isn't it, really? There's a lot of info there as well. Yeah. yeah. Best of both. 
Best of all worlds. Cool. So, uh, Matt, do you want to talk about what we're doing next episode? I'm very excited. Oh, crikey, yes. I'd completely forgotten about this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, next month will be in the month of October. So, what we're going to do is um, we're going to do a kids special next week. Is it a Halloween kids special? Uh, really. yeah. uh, we're going uh, no, like to do one of those too. Oh, oh awesome. Great minds, think alike. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, no, no, actually, not next week, week after it will be. Um, but um, yes, we are doing a kids, uh, yeah, kids, kids horror, kids, like, yeah, type episode. And then the episode after that, we'll do a, a more of a Halloweeny one, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Matt, do you want to hit him up with, because you've got, so we had to rewind back to August where we like, remember where we are in the post and the pre, because we've obviously had Jamie and now Lance on as guests. Um, so you are, we established our post 2000s and I'm pre 2000s. So, oh, I'll go first. In fact. You go first. I'll go first. Uh, so, yeah. So I am uh, choosing uh, the Dark Crystal. Oh, Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and I'm doing Coraline. Yeah. And, and um, we have got a little guest coming on the show. Yes, we do. <laughs> a little guest. <laughs> a little guest. Uh, and that'll be my da- daughter, Florence, who's going to join us. Yeah. That's Beautiful. Be awesome. But, but it'll, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a sort of shorter episode because I don't know how, how much she can say. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's gonna, it's you gonna, might be surprised. Oh, maybe. Did you like it? Yes. <laughs> Anything else? No. Right, next one. <laughs> okay, bye bye. It'll make my editing way easy. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be really cool, and it'd be good to get a kid's kind of take on these kids' films. Um, and I think Florence, she's like, she's not like a kid kid, is she? She's no, she's got she, a bit of a head on her, a good head on her. She's eleven, but she's been watching. Yeah, Jaws is her favourite film. And as I say, she watched uh, How's October Bill last night with me. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah. So. She, she can handle it. That. Yeah. That, that was Ava's first cinematic experience watching that film. Yeah. Brilliant. It was the very first baby screening I ever did. Horror Kids United. Yeah, damn right. Oh, no, it's going to be really cool. So, yeah, so for people who like to watch long, that's Dark Crystal. That is from, oh, my fuck, what year is that? I'm going to say it's... 80. Nine? Eight? No, it's 80. It's early 80s, definitely. Fuck. Hang on. Uh-oh, quick. Uh, I'm 1982. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because this was way before I was born, but I like I watched it like as a kid and stuff. So, um, yeah, 1982, and then Coraline's from 2009. 2009, yeah. yeah. Um, so, wait, actually, should we have a see where we can find those? Because we normally do. Sorry. I'm, I've, Very I've, <laughs> unprepared here, aren't we? It's because with this like new job I've been and like Ava's going to nursery, but I have like a really like big commute until we actually move, and so I'm just like a bit all over the place and tired. Okay. And Coraline, so I'll go with Coraline first because I got it here. You got it. Uh, it's up on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play Movies, Amazon Video, and YouTube. Nice. All right, cool. So got Dark Crystal. Because that was on Netflix. Is that still? Oh, I don't think it is anymore. It should be because they have the uh, the new series, the new oh, this uh, is series cool. that ties in with it, right? Yeah. Um, let Dark me... Crystal is on Amazon, iTunes to rent, iTunes to buy, 
Google Play Movies, Amazon Video to rent, Amazon Video to buy, and on YouTube. I'm going to have a look on my Netflix app because the... Oh. Oh, it's gone. No, it is only the TV show. They took off the... Oh, that seems... No fucking sense. Sorry about that, everybody. That makes that is absolutely makes no sense. Well, yeah, I mean you can rent it for two forty nine, as Matt says, off Amazon, Chile, YouTube, Rakuten. They're the cheapest places. You can get it for a bit higher, three forty nine on Apple TV and Sky Store. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, it is about. And I'll be honest, if people haven't seen it already or whatever, then I'd be fairly surprised. At least of our generation, just because it was the kind of film you grew up in a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice one. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Kate, do you want to give do the blurb? As you always do it so well. No thanks. Flattery will get you everywhere. Exactly. (laughs) Um. Okay. Cool. So, um, you can check us out obviously wherever you're listening now um but you can find us on the anchor website um which is where we kind of are based and also on uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher breaker radio public um and then if you want to join us on social media we have a facebook group that is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash edinism pod um, and then you've got Instagram, which is if you follow us, it's at Edenism underscore podcast. Um, and that one is just by the nature of Instagram is less interactive, but still fun to follow because I post up lots of memes. So if you're one that kind of likes stuff like that, but doesn't really want to necessarily have a full blown conversation about it. Instagram, <laughs> Instagram is your, your baby. Otherwise, if you want to have a bit more of an interaction and like, you know, chat with other listeners and, and get movie news articles and whatever else then the facebook one is probably the one for you but if you want to do both that would be cool too yeah yeah traveling back to 2003 and popping us an email we have got um an email address is ed spotlessminds at gmail.com awesome well lance it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on sir thank you thank you i appreciate the invite guys Oh, no, any time. It's been an absolute blast. And it seems like that you and I have sort of fairly similar tastes in movies and stuff. So you can you can come back on. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, next next time I come on, I'll probably be drinking and maybe a bit of the, the bark from the yew tree to not feel the pain while I'm doing it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And, and the invite is obviously extended to... Uh, to brian and philip and and nez and anybody else who wants to come on yeah yeah for sure definitely very good let's make it let's make it a six hour show why don't we <laughs> yes let's, let's do, do it to edit yay <laughs> no i'm only joking now it'll, it'll be good um but um no it's, it's been lovely having you on it really has and um thank you very much for taking the time absolutely all right thank you cool all right then well we will see everybody next time thanks everyone for joining us and for tuning in and listening in and stuff and yeah we'll see you later bye we'll see you soon bye